Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I am Joe Stark and tonight I am talking with Joe Vitale from the Supercast. How you doing, Joe? What's up? <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad that we're getting this going. I mean, it seems like we've been talking about it for a while. I know. It's, uh, you, you know, we've got to weave it in with everything else we've got to do. I mean, you got the comic cast, I got the super cast. So oh, That's a lot of casts. Yeah, man, it's cool. <laughs> it is cool. It's a lot of fun. It is. I never, ever thought I'd be doing something like this. So, oh, yeah, But agreed. it's cool. You know what? It's, it's just cool talking about stuff that I can't talk to anybody else about. You know, my wife thinks all my stuff in my office, all this, you know, my nerd stuff, she doesn't understand it. And I don't understand why she needs literally 100 pair of shoes and 50 different purses. But <laughs> it, I don't cast uh, dispersions on that. I, I try not to, but, you know. Oh, what's that? What do you got there? Oh, new action figure. You know, and get the old eye roll. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my wife's much the same with it. Um I don't know if she'd watch much of the superhero movies or anything if it weren't for the fact that our kids are so into it as well. Oh, so shit. I it, could it just not. ends up always being on. Shit, I, <laughs> I couldn't get her to see one of those movies. First of all, she'd probably fall asleep. She doesn't like going to movies because she always falls asleep. So, like, you know, hell with it. So, so <laughs> yeah. Well, well, with my wife, whenever we go to the theater, she has to take earplugs with her. Because if there's somebody chewing popcorn loudly around us, like she will start focusing on how bad she wants to strangle that person, uh-huh. and then she won't pay attention to the movie at all, and she'll just sit there and seethe with rage. Well, she, <laughs> so she figured do, out. Do you watch? Do you watch Seinfeld? <laughs> I watched it when it was on. Like, do you, you do you know, remember the, the opposite episode of George where he's a failure? So Jerry says, "Well, if every." instinct you have has been wrong then the opposite would have to be correct so he does the exact <laughs> yeah, opposite so so he, he's so he's you know he starts dating this girl and then they're in the movie theater and the and their people are loud and eating popcorn and hitting their seats and where he would normally you know be timid he gets he turns around and he's all tough and he's like you know I'll, if you want to take it outside let's go because i would love it you know so that's what you got to do you just got to do the opposite <laughs> But I people actually, are fucking crazy nowadays. You never know. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to do that nowadays. But I actually did that years ago when, when that movie uh, Van Helsing was in theaters. Uh-huh. Lindsay and I went and saw it, and there was a group of teenagers behind us that wouldn't shut the fuck up. They just kept talking. And I eventually had enough, and I turned around and told one of them, I said something to the effect of, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to pick you up and throw you, because we were in stadium <laughs> seating. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's like the farthest from like how i am but i just had enough and i was like all right there's no way that these kids are gonna fucking step up to me i'm fucking huge it's like what do you, it's like what do you come to a fucking movie for you know if you can't shut up and nowadays you know put you can put your phone away for a couple of hours you know just because it dings or it vibrates it's you know we're in this age of instantaneous response you know, oh, exactly. instant communication, everything, instant, instant, instant. Oh, that is the biggest thing I've been drilling into my kids' heads. Oh, because yeah, my, you know, they used to having everything, like yeah. at the snap of fingers. And it's like, dude, sometimes I'm going to make you wait just to wait. You know? <laughs> because you're going to have to learn. They have a hard time understanding, you know, when I was in college in the late 90s, no cell phones. If you wanted to use a computer like a a Mac, you had to go a Macintosh. You had to go to like Kinkos to use it. 
Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I had I had the only thing that I had to do like papers on. I had this brother. It was as a integrated CRT monitor with a little disk drive and a daisy wheel printer. <laughs> and people yeah. and people are listening to this going, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know. <laughs> but that was <laughs> that was the th- that was the thing to to do and save reports on back then. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember those. Um when I see I graduated high school in 99. And so it was like right around that time is when they actually got like a decent computer lab in my high school. Right. And we could, you know, kind of get on the internet and look things up for reports and, and stuff. But, uh, I mean, geez, uh, when did high speed really get popular? That wasn't until that was uh, kind of the, the early two thousands, right? Yeah. When, I think, like, uh, yeah, I like think, a lot of people started getting it. Yeah. I think more like, uh, let's see, like, like, I guess 2004 or something, because I know in, like ninety nine to 02, I had DSL where I was at. I mean, that's te- quote unquote technically high speed, but yeah, you know, I think it wasn't until like you know the mid two thousands where you know the you know cable <laughs> and things like that started to to become real real yeah. prevalent. Yeah, I know. Like, there's a whole generation of kids that have no idea what a modem sounds like. Oh my god, that, that awful noise, and then welcome to AOL. Oh my god. <laughs> You you've got mail. Yes, <laughs> I've got I've got I still have uh, wave files of my my kids who are twenty, almost twenty three and almost twenty one of recording you know little waves and of that like and I replaced it on you know on Windows yeah when you would get yeah. mail you could replace the file so I have my 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 son saying you've got mail and uh oh when there was an error and things like that. So. <laughs> I changed all those around on my mom and dad's first computer. <laughs> it pissed my dad off to no end. <laughs> I remember that first computer that man had like a 420 megabyte hard drive. Oh yeah, I <laughs> like eight wait. eight meg of RAM or something like that. It was just yeah, silly. way the, a long time ago they were like you'll never need more than a hundred megabyte hard drive. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that you need that has that that much. <laughs> it's, I'm like I'm glad there are engineers and th- forward thinking people that handle this kind of stuff because i i I still i tell this story i still remember to this day uh my when i had a a flip phone and i remember i remember texting for the first time you know when you had to kind of you know if i needed to do if you need to do a letter c you had to hit the number one what three times (laughs) yeah i'm doing all this and i said who the fuck is gonna do this what a fucking waste of time so i said it about text messaging and i also said it about twitter and so thank god nothing relies on Joe Vitale's expertise, or else we would be we would be stuck with that old modem sound. Isn't there some there's some like law or whatever that technology seems to follow? Also, that like every set amount of years, yeah. like yeah, Moore's doubles. law, yeah, Moore's okay, yeah. law. Yeah, I know I'd heard that before. Yeah, I mean, if you think about where think about where we were in 15 years ago, and where we are now. You know, I just want to know. I want hoverboards and flying cars. Okay, is that too much to ask? That's what I want. <laughs> okay, dude, hoverboards would be so much fun. Oh my god! But you, you know, whenever I think about like hoverboards, flying cars, anything like that, I immediately think people can't even fucking drive in two dimensions that we get on the road. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you add like up and down to that. Oh jeez. Well, yeah, that's why with. Uh... 
with the self-driving cars and, and a lot of the cars now I'm in the car business. So, you know, a lot of the cars now that have can do the automatic parking and parallel parking and all that, they've, they've got everything except the brains to drive itself. So, and, and that's where we're getting to. Matter of fact, if you, the guy, um, uh, and he's in his thirties, the guy who, who founded Lyft, which is the competitor to Uber, He's got a white paper on on their website, and he talks about you know over the next ten years, especially in areas like where Rebecca Daling lives, like in New York, where people don't need a car, don't want a car, couldn't have a car because they don't have parking, mm-hmm. and they're talking about what self driving cars, and you're going to have a you're going to have self driving cars, you're going to have a Netflix type plan where you can pick is it unlimited mileage is it x number of rides a week and if you for example you got to be at work at eight o'clock you're going to set up that oh I, you set it up to pick you up at you know 7 40 and you'll get in the car and it'll self-drive you to work and and that's it because if you think about it and this is what the guy said and this again this is what's great about entrepreneurs and people like that if you think about it your car sits 90 plus percent of the time in your driveway and you're paying uh, insurance maintenance you know proper personal property taxes all this other stuff when you use it maybe 10 percent of the time so yeah and they're saying and 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 in major cities like new york uh, they're saying you know car ownership with millennials and younger people is is drastically going down so you know you got to think okay how am i how are we going to still capture that market if people aren't going to buy cars and, uh, you know, that's, that's why like General Motors has invested like $400 million in Lyft because they see, you know, they see something in the future, what, what exactly it's going to be, who knows, but it's kind of fascinating to think about it. It really does make sense for, you know, uh, transportation in large cities like that, because I haven't spent very much time in large cities, uh, but this last uh, summer, my wife and I went to Chicago, and so I did all sorts of public transportation and stuff. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah, and and I mean that was wild. I mean, you know, for me, I grew up in a pretty small town, and then you know now I spend a lot of time in Cedar Rapids, which is like the second most populous city in Iowa. But I mean, that's still really small, and it was I I felt sorry for the people that were in Chicago that actually had cars downtown like watching them try and move around i was like i would not want to be doing that oh like, hell we, no. like we we parked in like schaumburg or something like that that's where i'm from oh no shit schaumburg <laughs> yep I, I mean i was born i was born in chicago in the city and then in the in the uh 76 we moved to schaumburg which at that time was god it was just starting to be developed it was mostly farm now it's 100 and 90,000 people or something so but yeah yeah we yeah and actually and my parents lived uh and then we moved to another house in 78 79 and my parents were in that up until last july and they moved followed my sister whose husband got a job in charlotte and so they all moved from illinois uh to charlotte so yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah i mean do they like it down there better i mean are the winters a little bit better oh they love it oh my 
So my dad's got a 99 Corvette convertible, which in Chicago you can drive for like two months from, <laughs> yeah. from like June through August or, you know, two or three months. And he's, he's, I mean, he's driven it pretty much year round. He, he, he's driven it so much that, you know, that was his, his toy car. And then he had a, he had a, a car and my mom had a car. Well, they traded those two cars in just to get one. So they have a main car and his Corvette. So the the only thing that my mom had to get used to, and I remember when, because uh, when I had talked with her, maybe a, well, it's like a month afterwards. You know, she was saying, you know, I was, you know, I was at the grocery store, and you know, I was in line, and the, you know, the person in front of me, you know, started, you know, they knew the cashier, and they were talking and yakking, and you know, and I'm like, mom, you're fucking retired. You got nowhere to go. <laughs> I said, you need to, I said, you need to bring it down. I was like, you know, so I imagine my hand up in the air and I'm bringing it down. I said, you need to bring it down and just relax. That's how it is in the South. And ever since she did that, she's, she's loving it. It's just uh, get to know people and take time. And yeah, you know, they, they things go a little slower down there, but that's the way it is. So, but being from Chicago your whole life, man, you're used to just going and running people over. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. So... <laughs> But my, my dad that's, was like, really my dad's cool like, that they got a place to chill though. Yeah, my know. dad was like, you know, are your are your taxes this low? I said, I've been telling you for years, Illinois is California of the Midwest. You know, they're just you get just taxed to death in Illinois. I mean, my yeah. father in law moved out of Illinois because they were gonna uh, they were gonna tax his pension an ungodly amount, and Missouri doesn't, so he moved over into Missouri. Wow, I'm. Yeah. The the biggest thing with Chicago that blew my mind is just how much more expensive everything was. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. I, we went to to some restaurant right on the river there, and I got a fat tire uh, bottle of beer, and it was like ten bucks or nine dollars yeah. or something like that. I was like, holy shit! I could got a whole six pack for this. They have they have they get all this money and all this tax money, and the state is fucking broke. They 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 can't fund pensions, uh, teachers. It's it's the it's a disaster. Uh, every other governor is in jail. It's it's corrupt. It's 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 cr- it's just crazy. Uh, that sucks, man. Yeah, it's it's and no wonder nobody wants to go into freaking politics because it's again. I was as I was told you before we started listening to your the second episode that you know you just had with with Doctor Wetzel on. Oh yeah, and and uh, just you know you think about politics and and all that kind of stuff and and it's you know if here here's how it would go like if if you were this 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 you know new fresh optimistic person and you got elected let's just say by chance you get elected and about you know that you know Mr. Stark goes to Washington you know I'm going <laughs> to clean up this town and you're going to do all this i this is i and i know for a i don't know for a fact but i have to say this is what happens you get to Washington Joe and you think you're going to bring all these ideas and these fuckers pull you into a room and say, listen here, you little fuck. You're going to vote this way and this way. If you want any kind of power, if you want any of your legislation to go anywhere, you when we say vote party line and jump, you jump. And that's where it all starts. So that's my gut. That's my gut of what happens. And do you think that's something that could be solved by having term, like actually define term limits on legislators and just get rid of the idea of a career politician? Yeah, you know the pro- the problem is is that that position uh, and is exactly what uh, what uh, in your last episode uh, 
with James said mm-hmm. is that they're so I mean you said it too they're so they they come in there they're going to make 200 grand they 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 get uh automatic pension when they leave there they get free health care they have people doing this and that for them it's totally out of touch with what and they don't work a full year like everybody it, else either yeah, you know Yeah exactly I mean the goal you know going back to the founders the, the goal was for you to get elected, represent your area, and then to go back and contribute to your area. Not to go be a fucking lobbyist. Not to go, you know, oh, parlay that into being on the board of some pharmaceutical company who's, you know, using you because of your influence and contacts. But that's what it's turned into. It's yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, ugh. So it's, 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 you know, I mean, you think about, I don't know if you remember, it was back in the eighties that, you know, remember the check kiting scandal that they had where they were just the, 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 um, the, uh, the post office there, they were, they were just writing checks. We had no money. They had no funds to back it, personal stuff. And they were allowed to go through because, oh, they're, you know, they're, polit- they're, they're government officials or Congress people, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Forget that it. stuff's depressing. <laughs> I mean, it, it it really is, and ugh. you know, in the system, it, it, you know, it, it, it just really feels so hopeless. You know, I when know. you start to think about it, but, but you know that it's, you know, when people talk about gridlock, you know, sometimes gridlock is good so that things don't get passed or whatever that creates more problems. You know, so sometimes fighting for three or four years is could be the best thing for us. You know. Just to keep it, keep it the status quo. Don't you know? Don't get us into another war. I'm, I have a son in the army, so I'm, that's doubly concerning for me with anything. Oh so, I, yeah, man. I'd really. That's just something I worry about with with my boys, just as like an eventuality someday. But yeah, you're in a totally different situation, actually, having one in. Uh, what's he in? He's in. He's in army. Okay. What's yeah, he? he does, what's he doing in the army? He does. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's. Uh, he does intel. So. Odds are he, you know, he wouldn't be on the front lines. They do have units where they the unit could be on the front line and he could be supporting them, you know, with gathering intel and and uh, he he does a lot. I don't know what he 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 has top secret clearance, so I don't know exactly what he does. But it's all with electronic intercepting enemies signals and radio and any kind of electronic device, I guess. Oh, okay. All I know, all I know is when he was going through training, he. he went into a, a building with no windows. You couldn't bring anything with you. You couldn't bring your phone. Matter of fact, they said if you walk in with your phone, you're automatically thrown out of the program. Oh, wow. So you don't bring in a pencil. You don't bring it. You, you came in dressed. You, did, you had biometrics and, and a, a card and biometrics to get in. You did all of your training, everything in there, and you left everything in there. Notes, pencil, everything. It was like an NSA-type building. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. I think it was NSA, Bill. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm just guessing it was. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll cry about corrupt government all day, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just that that level of of you know secrecy and stuff involved in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, but you know, it's it's uh, hell. They just had that. Uh, remember what two or three weeks ago about. Uh, showing that a government can hack into these Samsung smart TVs and, and access the camera and shit. 
So what? That's did you spooky. did you you didn't see you hear that? And they were oh, uh-huh. we only we only do it for enemies, of course, quote unquote. But the, basically, yeah, if 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 your TV is hooked up to the internet and it's got a camera on it, they could go in and access it, and, but you wouldn't know that it was on, and they could record everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard like like computer people say that you should actually take like a piece of electric tape or something, put it over the the camera, like on your laptop, your computer, or whatever. Listen, I'm in front. I, I'm in front of my iMac on my desk. I've had a sticker over the camera since day one. I've got a. I've got a. <laughs> a I've got a little sticky over the the front facing camera on my iPad. Yeah, it's. I'm. Hell, that man. <laughs> I'm not taking. Like... I'm not taking selfies like Jared Gafford. I don't need to have that. You know. <laughs> I feel like I should be more paranoid. Maybe. Huh. Uh... <laughs> I, like I don't know if I finished the story, but yeah, my what my son said was, after knowing what I know, I don't even want a cell phone. Which for for him to say that is saying something. Oh, you know. So yeah, well, and then you hear stories though about how like the FBI was really leaning on Apple to try and get them to crack that San Bernardino shooter's yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, maybe they can't crack an iPhone. <laughs> oh man, I th- I think. Uh, and there's always, I guess, with enough time, there's there's always somebody out there that can cr- hack something. They had they freaking hacked in. Didn't you see? It was like uh, maybe a year and a half ago on Chrysler vehicles uh, that were um, they hooked in and were able to like uh, turn your radio up and down, uh, uh, put your brakes on, do all this kind of stuff. They had to Chrysler had to have a recall with a. Um, a firmware patch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so they they had a news story, and the news reporter was driving the car. So, and they did it as an example, and they they showed him he's driving along. All of a sudden, they threw his wipers on, cranked the radio up, you know, did all that kind of shit. Oh wow! Freaking just, you know. Well, do you remember hearing that story about that reporter that had like broke that story that I think. I think it was General Petraeus. Didn't he get caught? Yeah. And and then that reporter like died really mysteriously. Like his car got like went up to like 120 mile an hour or something like that, oh, and then just veered off the freeway right into shit. a tree. Oh my god! And like the conspiracy theory on that is that the government or was some element in the army or something like that actually hacked into his car and did that piloted it remotely and killed him to make it look like a suicide or something like that jeez <laughs> well think about i mean think about it if that's they could do that Ugh. oh that's spooky that's they way could do spooky. that they could do that to somebody out overseas if if they can hack into the car and you know steer um steer it or whatever i know with i know with onstar uh in the past, so for example, if you reported your car stolen, and then they put a locate on it with the police, and it was parked, they could uh, make sure the steering stays locked. So if the oh, person got cool. in, yeah, and tried to go, but and then and then otherwise, if if somebody was in the car, like for example, if you say hey it's stolen, and then uh, OnStar calls the police, and if they locate the car, OnStar does, and they guide the police to it. If somebody is driving it. So as the police approach, what the OnStar did remotely was, and the and the driver would know this, is they start uh, flashing the 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 rear brake lights, like uh, the hazards. 
Oh, cool. So then it gives the police notification that that's the car. And then when the police say we're in position and then OnStar does a, it's called remote vehicle slowdown. And what they do is they just, um, they just basically dial down uh, the engine power until it creeps to a stop safely. Wow. That's awesome when you look at it from the perspective of it being used for a benevolent reason. Right. But if you look at that, like technology in the hands of like, you know, like evil, you know, authoritarian government or something like that, it becomes like sci-fi creepy. I know. Yeah. So it's got the freaking part of technology that we live with. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, computers just keep getting more and more integrated into everything. Yeah, I mean, think. You, I mean, you got the uh, microwave, oven, um, refrigerator. You got light bulbs are hooked to the internet. You can you can <laughs> add a you can add a uh, a Wi-Fi enabled uh, power you know light socket to you know, to to your. I mean, it's everything. You know, it's you know when wh- I don't know. It's I, I what what do, every, what can't you control? But it, it, that means somebody can access it if somebody yeah theoretically totally i was I mean, at my buddy i was at my buddy's house recently and because uh, we were both flying out uh from uh, dulles airport which was like 20 minutes from his house so I, I stayed over at his place and uh he's like oh you can get on the internet and i'm like what's the password oh no password i'm like what yeah no kidding and <laughs> he lives in a townhouse so these are, and, and and this is the guest network. He's got a secured network for him. I said, I said, dude, you still have to secure this guest network. He goes, oh, that's just so for my guests can get on. I go, yeah, and the pedophile next door who wants to download, uh, you know, videos of uh, anything. I yeah, said, it's going to be, it's coming IP. back to your yeah. IP. <laughs> really? I'm like, oh, Lord. So Ugh. I'm like, just make some kind of password. Yeah, I don't Qu- care. Do QWERTY one two three anything? Yeah, do something. <laughs> I mean, but not open. You're not. You're not fucking Starbucks. You know. Have you ever seen those? I mean, you got guys sitting. You got guys sitting outside. You have guys sitting outside in a table drinking coffee outside his place. I wonder why they're out there. Probably for the free Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen those Wi-Fi screenshots where like somebody's neighbor's got like a goofy password <laughs> or like a oh. goofy you know like yeah. Wi-Fi address or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> None of my neighbors yeah. have anything interesting, and I haven't figured out how to change mine. Otherwise, I'd have it something. One, one of my cu- one of my customers when I go there, because you know when you set it up on for the first time, it automatically logs in when you go there, kind of thing. Like for my iPad, one of yeah. my customers is is he's got his FBI surveillance van. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my local comic shop's got one that's. Oh, I'll have to take a screenshot of it. I'll better be there tomorrow to pick up my pull list. I'll take a screenshot of it. It's pretty funny. I guess it's because yeah. the the neighbor next to her, she, they don't get along. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just stopped in at my... Uh, I didn't even know it was there until a couple weeks ago because I don't really go this way and uh, com- my uh, comic shop. So I checked them out online and all that, and I stopped in there today, and it was it was pretty cool. Now, I met the owner. Um God, he he had st- statues and action figures everywhere, up on the walls, up near the ceiling. He had things hanging from the ceiling, Star Wars, Star Trek. He had... Oh, cool. I mean, everywhere. And I sent Jordan 
uh, a picture. He had a, uh, and he just sold it to a friend of his for a thousand bucks. It was a life-size Silver Surfer. Uh, I guess it was a promotional thing from the Fantastic Four movie when it was out. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and uh, I said, "Oh man!" I said, "My buddy probably would have bought, would have loved this thing." I go, "How much you sell for? You thousand bucks?" Like, Did you cool. have a picture of that on the Supercast Facebook page? Because I swear I saw a picture of that. Recently? I don't know. I don't know. It sounds familiar, though. The life-size the, silver surfer. <laughs> there was something uh, that uh, from a long while ago that I think I had found or something. So, But yeah, that, you know, being Jordan, he loves silver surfer, and there's not a lot of silver surfer statues out there. So That's shocking, too, because he's such a cool character. And he's cool looking. Even if you don't like him, it's just, I mean, I'd get a Silver Surfer statue if it was cool and affordable. Yeah, yeah. He's you know? a very cool looking character. His his comic right now is really good. I've read the last two issues of it so far. It's pretty good. Yeah. But I was, I was asking him, I said, you know, I said, you know, how, what's, I was in there for like an hour talking to the guy, you know, you, you don't know when you first go in there if it's going to be, you know, some grumpy ass person or whatever. Cause I went yeah. in there and I, you know, and I'm like, uh, like, yeah, I'm, you have any, you know, Kingdom Come action figures? And and the, I think the wife was like, oh yeah, we have some up here. And then I heard a noise, you know, what are you looking for? I said, well, you know, sh- you know, Captain Marvel. And he's like, oh, we don't have it. So I'm like, mm, okay. And you know, I started just walking around and just started talking to the guy. And and by the time I left, you know, I was asking him, you know, hey, what percentage of your business is comics versus this and. You know, where else do you have stuff? He said, this is like 3% of the stuff I have. I'm like, holy shit. Wow. He's like, I go everywhere and buy stuff. He goes, I've been to Australia to buy stuff. I've been... <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, so, that's commitment right there. Yeah. And that's a I long mean, it, flight. Yeah, it, it really is. But uh, it was definitely... It was cool. I mean, he was just saying, hey, I think 20, maybe 20% of his business is comics and the rest is all the other stuff. You know the collectibles and things like that. So, hmm. and and they were they were reasonably priced too. So, well, that's I, good. and I told him that I said, hey, I just I, I just want to let you know. I said, I said, and I, I know Amazon is a, is a scourge of the earth, but uh, I said you have you have pretty good pricing on stuff, and I'd rather buy locally. So, yeah, and he's like, well, he goes, man, he goes, you know what? He goes, that's just uh, it's just the nature of uh, you know. You know, technology and things have changed the business, and you have to change with it. You know, he talked about he talked about Marvel and and you know the comics and the digital codes and and things like that. So yeah, yeah, because in theory they could be losing half their customer base just by a publisher adding a free digital code in with a book. Yeah, because I know a lot of people get deals worked out where you know somebody likes a print comic and they got a friend or whatever that doesn't really care they'll just read the digital codes and a lot of people sell those digital codes for like a dollar or something yeah or half the price or whatever oh yeah well it's probably i I, i'm i'm um i'm part of a group that with audio visual and they and people who don't want like the the blu-ray codes the digital codes they'll yeah i mean they'll list i mean 60 different ones you know three bucks for this or whatever which is a good deal you know because i really i like the digital codes i think they're great uh I mean, I have a a cabinet full of DVDs. Like, why anymore? Yeah, it's so why? much easier to just stream it off your phone. Stream it, or I do. A, you know, I have a Chromecast. Like, yeah, you know, yep, I got one it of those to, to do that. <laughs> so it's crazy. Isn't that thing handy? That thing is so cool. 
I, yeah. my boss at work like was going on about it for like several months before I actually went and bought one. And now like, I can't imagine not having it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's funny how technology has little barbs like that. That'll just sink themselves into you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I like to, I just like to be able to go on my iPad, look at my library and you know, I want to watch it. Boom. Not, uh, you know, not getting, you know, having to find the DVD, power up the DVD player, do all that kind of shit. Yeah. You know. (laughs) My my wife just texted me. She's asking about the dogs. Hopefully not peeing on everything. Well. (laughs) (laughs) That's really ironic. (laughs) Oh, she's, yeah, she's, well, she's a teacher, so she's with them, especially all summer. And, uh, they just oh, okay, uh, yeah. She she's the one. She feeds them in the morning, and she feeds them in the evening, and you know she lets them out in the morning. I let them out at night, but they mainly hang out in front of her. I mean, this the one dog will be sitting with me, and she'll go sit on a chair, and he'll leave. I'm like, what the fuck? You were comfortable <laughs> here. I'm not good enough for you. <laughs> nope. Now when they can go cuddle with mama. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah my dog's just the opposite she follows me around everywhere she's a little daddy's girl yeah i think it's adorable <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sorry i'm typing to her right now because she's like what the hell you know <laughs> <laughs> oh she's she sent she's big on this this bitmoji where they it's like a picture it looks like her and she's you know it's, she's got a st louis cardinals hat on you know, i'm a cubs fan she's got a cardinals hat on oh uh, <laughs> and I say I said the dog peed, and it's a big graphic, and it says, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about sports, but I know those two teams have a rivalry. Yes, yes. <laughs> Has she always been a Cardinals fan? Yeah. Well, she's from. See, I met her. I went to Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, and uh, which is you know closer to St. Louis than it is to Chicago. Uh-huh. And um, so that's where I met her. I met her at at a New Year's Eve party one night and and uh she's cardinal she's a cardinal fan i've always been a cub fan and s- somehow we make it work both my kids are mainly cardinals fans oh so, no <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so were they happy for you this last year regardless oh yeah yeah well, yeah when i um I don't know if you know. I got to go to Game Seven of the yeah, World Yeah, I was Series. gonna ask you about that. Yeah, so my cousin, who used to be uh, a sports broadcaster, still has contacts in the business. So it's it's uh, Halloween night. We're at a friend's house. We're having this you know fire pit in there. They have a gravel driveway, and we, we do this every year. And they make a big display for kids, and you know have we just have a good old time. And so I'm sitting there, and I get a, a Facebook message from him. He's like. Hey, I got a line on face value tickets for game six, game seven, if it goes that far. Would you be interested? And I said, Oh, it's going to game seven. I said, I will go to game seven, no doubt about it. And uh, so I think tickets were like $155 a piece. And uh, so went there. I took a, uh, that buddy of mine who I, you know, who lived up near the airport. So I went with him, took him. We, uh, I, I, I use my Marriott points to stay in a free hotel room. Uh, he paid for gas and parking. 
I think that the two days cost me $225 to go to Game 7 of the World Series. And it <laughs> Dude, was that's a deal. Fucking, it was fucking unreal. It was, it was, I never, and I tell people this, I never, I never, I had a bucket list kind of thing. I wasn't like, I, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to meet Jennifer Aniston. I, you know, I could put all that in a bucket list, but I just never did. <laughs> right? But this would be like number one being present when the Cubs win game seven of their first world series in over a hundred years, how could that not be number one? Oh, no and kidding. It Especially was, being that you grew up in Chicago. Oh you know? my God. Yeah. I mean, we used to, we used to take, uh, we used to take the L right down to Wrigley, get off it. You know, we were 12 years old doing this by ourselves. You'd never oh. let your kids do that nowadays. Wow, you know? man. My, my cousins, my, my cousins, uh, my, uh, my, cousins, uh, my well, my one cousin who I talked about who's in the sports business, uh, it's him. And then my other cousin, um, his, uh, who was my age, who's, who, who passed away, um, they lived in Wilmette, which was on the North Shore. And we would just go to the, the, uh, the L station and take the L, get off at Wrigley. Boom. <laughs> you get off right across the street, come down, go inside, and you were like 12 years old. You, you would never let your kids do that today. No. It, it's insane. It, I know. I, I grew up right on that border, too, where I felt like I was very much a latchkey kid, where I was able to just go out and have my run of the place. Yeah. Like, I... And, and you know my my youth was such a vast difference from like you know I mean it's much different if I feel like that like I was just running out into the woods but you're going into like the fucking urban jungle you're riding a freaking L train as yeah. a twelve year old by yourself and, and dude we did it we I, did, dude, did it to, cool we did experience it, we did it to com, we did it to Comiskey Park which is south side of Chicago that's bad I mean that's bad part of town you know it's nothing like North Side where Wrigley is. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't think anything of it man get off go go to you know comiskey park boom get back on go i mean it's just you know you your, your parents you'd be put in jail for for neglect oh yeah for sure you know <laughs> that that first house we lived in in schaumburg my my uh, grandmother lived uh probably uh i'd say three miles away or so and I would just get on my bike and ride to my grandma's house. And I would stay there. And it was dark. I would ride home. Y- you can't do that today. No. No, Not I have that, lots of you wouldn't let like your that, kids, too. You, you, you wouldn't let your kids do that. And you wouldn't want your kids now because of what's, you know, of society. Because you, you can't trust anybody anymore. Yeah. That's, do you think that that change just came with an increasing population? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it had to. I mean, it. it's... It's I don't something know, I think man. about a lot. Like, yeah, why, think, why did that yeah, happen? What changed? Yeah, what was the, what was the, what was the shift? Like, what was it? Uh, was it, was it? I don't know. Was it technology? Did something happen with technology? Was it? Was it just density of population? Uh, I, I don't, was. You know. Was it always dangerous, and we just didn't hear about it back then because. I think that's, I think some of that is true because <laughs> I mean because y- that that dude I talked to Skyler that's walking across yeah he hasn't had any issues right and, and his like parents he were said freaked out I would yeah bet. he I said before I was he left that. everyone was trying to talk him out of it and he's like no and that dude's hitchhiking and stuff oh my god <laughs> like it freaked me out <laughs> I'm like dude you are 20 and you're doing some 
in why my mind some really risky shit but i mean so far he's proving that it's really not yeah. and so I mean, it makes there's me gotta be there's risk i'm sure there, there's risk with anything and with you know you get one person who's got an axe to grind or, or something and oh and, yeah yeah and that's it you're done for <laughs> I, know, I had to keep biting my tongue during that podcast because oh. i didn't want to just predict a bunch of doom and gloom for him <laughs> oh my god and and he's just so he's just so innocent it's great you know yeah yeah, and 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 what's what was cool about listening to that is, you know, not just the places he's been, but the people he's met and the people that have, you know, for for a day or so, taken them under his wing and helped him and bought him a lunch and, you know, you would, you know, you would hope there would be more of that in society, you know, every, everybody is so on the move everybody is so stressed out everybody is you know we're, we're we're taxed to death we don't make as much money we don't have you know there's so much more of that pressure that's on us and you know it's you just, it, just be nice to people you know it doesn't take much just to be nice to people do something nice for someone um you know uh, do on you know the golden rule like he said yeah you know that's that's how, that's how that's how you hope everybody would want to live, and I think yeah, I always believe if you're, rule. yeah, I believe I just <laughs> I, I see I believe I mean I I'm very I'm not a religious person okay really you know I grew up Catholic, but uh, I mean I haven't been to Catholic church in God knows how long and God does know how long I guess <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of just a saying you say you know but. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, I, I don't know. It's it's just it's strange. It's and I've totally lost my train of thought, Joe. To be honest with you, <laughs> the well, God, the, Joe, God, God has messed with my mind now. <laughs> I'll tell you, Joe. You haven't been to church. How about this? It's like I'm gonna make your mind go blank. <laughs> yeah. What I was gonna say is, it seems like when you get people face to face people seem to be nice. Whereas the opposite of that, when you get people in an anonymous form, like comments oh, on the internet man. and stuff. Oh, God, that's just, like, yeah, that's... It's, it makes me wonder, where does this, like, venom come from in people? Does it, like what you were saying, you know, like everybody's stressed out and it seems like you're working, you know, a lot harder... And, you know, it used to be that you could just have a single income in a family and you'd have money extra. Yeah. And now it's got, you got dual incomes and it's still a rat race for a lot of people. Yeah. So do people just hold on to that? And so then when they get the, the ability to lash out you know, you, anonymously, you know that, they do it? That, and then if you're watching, I'm seriously, if you're watching the news every day, that that is just totally negative and sensational and... It's just all kind. It's all bad news. It really, it, it truly is bad news. Just hey, hey, get the, get the headlines from Google News or whatever, and go on with your day. If if you're sitting in front and watching the the morning news, the evening news, uh, mid evening news, it's for it's absolutely depressing, and it's instantaneous. Uh, you know, whatever happens, you know about. If there's a school shooting, if there's a shooting, whatever. If there's a plane crash, if there's a you know about it instantly, and and you know I think you know way back when you you didn't have that you didn't you know you found out about shit like that in the paper. Yeah, you know. Well, and you know, there's so many things now that 
because of the internet, there's got to be a 24-hour news cycle everywhere. Well, I don't think that there's 24 hours worth of reportable news in every day. <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you cast that net wide enough, there will be. Yeah. But... So, uh, well, what, okay. So what I, what I lost my train of thought on before was I just I said just with with my life and with my wife and all in my you know I'm I'm very blessed and fortunate of everything in my life and and but I believe I believe that if you're a good person and good to other people that good things happen to you and the and the reverse is the same if if you're an asshole a dick you know you're gonna have bad things happen to you and, and that that is. You know, and some and some people who I know who are total dicks and assholes, you know, at some point in their life, it's going to come, you know, the boomerang's going to hit them in the back of the head, you know? You can only hope, right? You, they will. It, it will. I mean, my former, my former boss was a fucking asshole, womanizer, racist, um, you name it, he was it. Ugh. So, yeah. Doesn't and, it suck being stuck working for like a shitty person? Yeah. It hasn't, luckily it hasn't happened to me in years. The, um, I, I've been at my current job over a decade and the one I had before this, I worked for a lady that was like, she had to have been certifiably insane. Hmm. Like I, I initially got hired to do like, it was window tinting on cars, oh, yeah. houses and stuff like that. And I was pretty good at it. And she would come back and watch me tending a window and then she'd correct me how i was doing it and be like all right i work for you whatever and so i'd do it that way and then like three months later she'd be back watching me and she'd like tell me how to do it differently and i'd be like well wait a minute i'm doing this the way that she showed me how and she's like well that's how i was doing it then this is how i'm doing it now yeah and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah how <laughs> like, about how about this one this this has also happened too to me uh before where um you know you're doing something and then the the uh, the boss chimes in you know you know joe's not doing anything wrong but i wouldn't do it that way you know <laughs> basically basically saying you don't know what you're doing or it's just yeah. oh man i i'm so i am so glad uh that i it's good and bad but i work for myself so I don't have to deal with any of that anymore. I don't have to deal with, you know, 50-some employees anymore. Uh, I'm responsible for myself, and my success is dependent on me, and, and I have no one else to blame but myself. So, yeah. yeah. I so mean, that's my stress. Dude, my wife even says my stress level went from she didn't want to be around me to you look happy and younger, you know, Good. and I've had people say that. So it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy how bad managers and toxic situations can just totally just suck you down, man. It's just, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. My fuck, my fucking previous boss, right? So, um, the last six months I was there, it was not, it wasn't fun and I was real stressed out, right? Just the way the just the way the organization was going. Well, so a week before I got let go, they let uh, my shop foreman go, and which was which was odd. I'm like, he's my employee, and you're you know this was the asshole uh, manager, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the general manager. So so then the following so like 
Wednesday of the following week, um, one of buddies, my friends in the other department comes to my office to, to talk to me about something about work. And then when he was done, he was just kind of sitting there stewing in his seat, you know, mm-hmm. and he's in uh, his, cause his wife worked in the, in the main office, uh, with like HR, that kind of stuff. And he's like, man, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I should tell you this. I said, you can, I said, I know exactly what you're going to say. I said, you can, you can just spit it out. He's like, yeah, they're interviewing somebody for your job. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I called the general manager. I said, I need to like speak with you like now. And he was, I had managed uh, two different stores. So the other one was across the street. Uh, It was a dealership service department. Mm -hmm. So we, and we had another store across the street. So he's like, oh, I'm over here. Come on over here. And go over there, and he's the kind of guy that, if he acts busy and won't look in the eye, you, you know, you, he's normally he lies anyway, but you know for sure he's lying. And so, you know, I, I finally, you know, as he's walking and not paying attention to me, I'm like, listen, I said, you know, we, this is what I heard, you know, and I told him the whole story. He said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The owner, she wanted me to start interviewing people, but you know, when I talked to her on Monday and asked her about. You know, what she wanted me to do, you know, about you. She said, oh, oh, nothing. You know, no, don't worry about it. He goes, so I'm just going to let it lie. And I said, well, you know what? That's not good enough for me. I said, I've been here eight years. I'm the only one in this whole fucking organization that's never missed a day of work. Uh, you know, when the lot is, you know, covered with snow, when your salespeople are supposed to be clearing it, who's clearing it? Me. Uh, you know, you just gave me a, 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 a great performance review. So this doesn't make any sense. So if I said, if you don't want me here or the owner doesn't want me here, I said, why don't you just be a man and tell me face to face and I'll leave right now. Oh, no, 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 it's nothing like that, Joe. You know, I said, well, you know what? Then we need to all three of us, you, me and the owner, sit down and go over this. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's, well, I'll set up a meeting for tomorrow. Okay, fine. Tomorrow, you know, Thursday comes and goes, right? He said, oh, she was busy and we'll do it. We'll do it on Friday. Okay, fine. So, you know, he's, he's like, Friday morning, he's like, yeah, she's over across the street. As soon as she's done with uh, the whoever she's meeting with, we're going to have a meeting with her. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, uh, as a service manager, there's so many things going on in the day. The day goes by like this. And all of a sudden I realize it's like, it's like after three o'clock, you know? I'm like, what the hell? So here comes Numb Nuts, comes walking into my office, sits down, sits down in front of me, and he's like, yeah, I, you know, talked to the owner and she said, if you didn't hit your projection this, this month that, uh, I was going to, I'm going to have to let you go. And I said, what? I said, no one's hit their projection this month. I go, it doesn't make any sense. I said, we're supposed to be meeting together. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, you're, she, she said, you know, since you're not hitting your projection, it's, you know, I'm, you know, this was March 28th, three years ago. Right. Not that I'm counting. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so, so it was March 28th and he says, well, she said you could, you could stay till the end of the month. And I reached in my pocket. I grabbed my keys. I said, here's my keys. I'll have somebody pick up the rest of my stuff. I said, I'm not staying a second longer. And I was gone. And that was the last time I set foot in that place. No kidding, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just. Yeah. But that, but never that had, go, that, like you just got a good performance review and they yeah. want to fucking go and treat you like that. That's so well, what, the, what they ended up doing. And I knew this is what they were going to do. They ended up hiring some, they brought somebody in at half the pay with no experience. Yep. So fine. That's what you want to do. And you know, that's, that's what they wanted to do. And 
that's and and six seven months before this if you would have told me this would have happened to me i would have bet everything in my money that said no it will never happen to me so it unless and i this is a good lesson for anybody unless you are the owner and your name is on the sign out front you are a number you'll always be a number so always be ready and have your networking and your contacts and your resume and ready to go and don't be afraid to look at different opportunities because they didn't give me two weeks notice you no. know but gone gone with no severance for after eight years zip Ugh. Ugh. It, that is that's something that my dad has always told me over and over again he goes when you're ready to leave a job you don't give a two-week notice yeah and i and i'd always disagree with him and say why and he would always say you don't get a two-week notice when they decide it's your time to go. So why right. do you give a two-week notice when you decide it's your time to go? Yeah. And like the, the best answer that I've come up with is for your coworkers that you like. Yeah. <laughs> but like it it is super sound logic. So Yeah, you, you yeah, it's you can't. It's 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 ridiculous, but that is the that's just the nature of corporate type stuff. Nowadays, you are expendable, and if they can figure out a way to, you know, cut costs and this, that, and the other thing. So I was fortunate that I was only out of a job for a couple weeks, and then I went to five weeks of training. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like while I was in training, I get a text from a friend of mine. She's like. Uh, she was all um, upset. She had brought her car in for service, and she had an awful experience. They and they couldn't. They lost this and did this and all that. And then she was like, "You know, where is Joe Vitale?" Um, and they're like, oh, "He's not. He's not here anymore." So she was texting me like, "What happened?" And I told her, and she's like, "Well, I'm fucking done with this place." You know. <laughs> and 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 look, listen to this. Listen to this fucking bullshit. So I then I my wife found out from somebody from another friend of ours who they didn't know i, I had left because i didn't like put it all over facebook hey i'm without a job hey yeah you know? yeah but uh <laughs> i agree with that but There's somebody shit you don't somebody had called up there uh and this was this was like a month and a half later that i was gone and called up looking for me and they said oh he's at the other store let me take a message and i'll have somebody get back with you no way yeah and my wife called me she goes she goes, just so you know, I, I, I heard about this. And just to verify, I called up there and asked for you. And they're, they are uh, telling customers uh, who are looking for you that you still work there. I'm so like, they don't lose the business. Fucking, yeah. So, Ugh. I mean, I mean, I have, I have, listen, I have, um, there's a, there's a few customers that I, I still have lunch with that, you know, they're just they're just nice people, and they brought they would bring me Christmas stuff and all that, and you know the 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 car, the car business, especially service, is a very hard business. It's very hard uh, for people to trust you because there's a lot of fucking shysters out there, you know, totally. who tell you you need this, you need this, and you don't need this. And you know, I'm not like that. Uh, and and I told see when I started there, and I gathered everybody together. And, I, you know, people that have been there for 20 years and people have been there for two weeks. I said, listen, you know, I don't care whether you've been here two weeks or 20 years. You don't 
uh, tell customers uh, recommend work that they don't need. You don't sell work and then and not do it, and you don't lie. I said I said because if any of those happens the first time, you're gone because that means I can't trust you, and that's it. And that's that's kind of the way I operated with things. And you know, if, if something was wrong in a customer, I'm like, well, come on, let's let's see, let's talk about it, and and uh, you know, uh, pe- people again on the phone, people are totally different usually than in person. You know, on the phone, they're you know the rock. You know, yeah, I will fuck you up. <laughs> you know, I'll come down there, and you know, so and then they get you know get in front of you, and it's you know it's different story. But uh, yeah, I just yeah. I listen. I, I learned this from somebody. And my my deal was I try I tried to take care of uh, that person's car like it was my mother's car. Would I want my mother driving out of there in that car with those brakes with whatever? So as long as you like your mother, you know what the answer is to that, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I had a nightmare story like that happen to me when I was. Let's see. I think I was maybe 23 at the time mm-hmm. and 22 or 23. So I was really young. I was not very experienced in dealing with that sort of shit, but I had a, a Honda, an 88 Honda Accord. And in the summertime, when I'd have all the windows down. Every time I would hit bumps, something was squeaking in the suspension on the front end and it drove yeah. me up a fucking wall. And so one day on a whim, I'm driving past a, you know, a Honda dealership in Cedar Rapids and so I pull in there and I have them look at it. And so, you know, a guy comes out, you know, pushes on the front end. Here's the squeak. He's like, okay, well, you know, leave your car here and we'll take a look at it. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, just give me a call later. Let me know what's, what the damage is and, you know, we'll go from there. And so he calls me up and says that there's two things that they need to do. One of them costs $200. The other costs 700 and so I say, okay, I can afford the $200 one, do that, and then I'll keep in mind that I got to save up to do the $700 one. They say, okay, get off the phone. I get a call that afternoon. They're saying the work's done. Great. And just out of habit, I always ask what the total is. And they're like, oh, 900 and some odd dollars. Yeah. Oh, and I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, right. Like, dude, I didn't approve all that. Yeah, you did. Uh, no, I didn't. I said, why would I approve work that I can't afford? I specifically remember telling you I can't afford to do it all. And this guy would not back down from saying that I approved all the work. Oh, man. And so then I'm freaking out. And, you know, I, I call and I'm talking to my mom about it. And my mom, like, I feel like all the rage and indignation I get in an unfair world, I get from her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so she goes off the handle and calls them and is like wanting to know why they did all this work. And and so then I get a call from this dealership saying, well, your mom just called and threatened to report us to the Better Business Bureau. And so now we're not going to give you your car back unless you pay for this with a cashier's check that we know can't be canceled. And so now I've got to go to my bank which is clear on the other side of fucking town. I had to get off work early to be able to go there before they closed. I had to get a fucking cashier's check with money that I didn't even have. <laughs> I had to like, awful. I had to take out a fucking loan. or I, It's like I, I either took out a loan or I borrowed the money from my parents. I don't remember which way it went. But I had to borrow money that I didn't have to go get my fucking keys back. Ugh. 
and yeah, that was that was the last time that I went to that place. <laughs> and I did end up reporting him to the Better Business Bureau and reported him to the Iowa Attorney General's office and they told me that they had a file that was like six inches thick with complaints against this place. Yeah, that that's that's what's see, and that's what gives everybody a bad name. That's why people come in loaded for bear about things. You know? And yeah. and, and it's just that's the bad part about it. Um, so, unfortunately, that's just, again, those people, they'll get it in life with something, you know? <laughs> you can only hope, right? <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's, it's what's going to happen. So, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah, car, yeah, car business is a, is a lot of fun. <laughs> well, and now... um my wife's cousin owns an auto shop. And so it's like, oh, sweet. I, whenever there's something wrong with my car, I take it to Jeff. I don't worry about Jeff trying to fuck me over. <laughs> so it works out perfect. Yeah. And but. those are the guys who actually got me into climbing. I talked about that in a, a previous podcast. So that's kind of funny. But <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Glad, glad, glad that uh, Lindsay had family. <laughs> it's it's funny we're, we're we're talking about cars and, and my wife is visiting my son and his wife in, in Georgia who's in the army and uh, he's I don't know why what he 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 sent me a, it was a Ford repair order from a customer states between 115 and 122 miles an hour has no acceleration I'm like why are you what are you looking up here <laughs> yeah yeah why are you trying to accelerate when you're already going that fast <laughs> yeah. He'll he'll just send me random stuff at times, the things he finds on Reddit or something, you know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> People post shit on Reddit, and it <laughs> uh, made me think of that thing I shared you or sent you earlier with all the stupid people. <laughs> oh my god! Oh Jesus! <laughs> the China one with the time zone difference. I cannot stop laughing about that. Oh my! That yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it up right here. <laughs> yeah, pull that up, yeah, because people are, like, listening, like, what is he talking about? I think it was, what did it say? Somebody told me China is 12 hours ahead of us, so they knew what was going on, you know, they knew 9-11 was going to happen. Why didn't they warn us? Like, a billion people died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, OMG, I just read that China's 12 hours ahead of America. <laughs> That's such bullshit. Fuck you, China. Like three billion people died. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god. You know, at least if there's gonna be dumb people in the world, I'm really glad that there's Twitter. I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's the good thing about the internet with things like that. So you can get those things out there for our enjoyment, our daily enjoyments. The guy that heard that you could charge your phone by putting it in the microwave. Uh, <laughs> I told you, man. That, that Who believes that YouTube, this shit? I told you that YouTube video with the new iPhone 7 that doesn't have a headphone jack. <laughs> and the video is uh, Apple's hidden hidden, you know, phone jack. And he's like, here, this is what you got to do. And he said, get a whatever. It's a quarter inch drill bit. And he's drilling into his iPhone on the bottom. And then he takes he takes his... Uh, headphone cord plugs in he goes there's your there you go 
and people were doing it. <laughs> they got the jack there. They just hit it behind. Them. Yeah, yeah. They just covered it over. You just got to get access to it. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. <laughs> those, those. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. I don't know if you do any amount of. And it, you know it, it. You know, pretty much everybody drives, and so everybody's going to deal with it. But I feel like if you actually drive as part of your job, you just get an extra dosage of it. But I drive a lot for my job, and yeah, me dude, too. Just the stupid shit that I see on the road, it just blows my mind. Like, um, we got this section of interstate in Iowa that they call the corridor, and it goes in. Be- it's like a four lane that goes in between Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. And so if you have the misfortune of being on that during rush hour traffic, it's just insane. Nothing like standstill shit like in big cities, but for Iowa, it's it's a lot of traffic. And when I'm on that thing in the morning, the amount of people that I pass that are eating bowls of cereal or reading the newspaper while oh they're God. driving. <laughs> it's like, bowls dude, of cereal. what the fuck are you doing? It's like, I can drive with my knee like the best of them, but I'm not eating a fucking bowl of cereal <laughs> driving to work in the morning and that's just (laughs) a bowl of cereal man i mean i lost track of the number of i love cereal i love cereal but i've never eaten a bowl of cereal while driving that's just freaking crazy (laughs) i've never eaten anything that requires a spoon while driving i mean maybe like a malt i mean i i mean when when i was in high school and this when before i had my own car and i had just got my license and i was out driving with my buddy rick and we were in the Chick Magnet 84 Brown Chevy Cavalier wagon of my parents. <laughs> so I, I now never forget. We went to Burger King drive-through, got it, and I'm eating, and we're like in this in a neighborhood type thing, and I'm eating, and I'm driving with my knees, and I turn a corner with my hands, and then and then I held it with my knees as I'm eating this Whopper, and I held it too long, and I bashed into a mailbox <laughs> like and, and on my buddy's side with his window down i mean i don't, i could have broke his arm like bam oh no like fuck oh my god freaking scratched a car you know messed up the, the the thing uh and um and i get i get home and I told my dad, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I swerved to avoid some glass and I, I hit this thing and he's like, that sounds like bullshit to me. I'm like, I'm like serious. You know, I'm like, you can go see where it is. And I was going to have my buddy. I'm like, I was going to call him and say, Rick, go over there and break a bottle, you know, throw it on the ground. You know, I was, I had all this plan in my head. Like, so. I remember the, one of the first times I took my dad's car out, I was going down this icy road and a dog ran out in front of me. And so I slammed on my brakes mm-hmm. and then the car just like skidded sideways and like went up on over the curb and like spun right past a sign just enough. So it like took the front license plate off the car. And so I had to bring that home and I was telling dad and he said the exact same. Thing. That's fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> the freaking dad radar goes off, you know? And I'm like, it was. And he's like, well, next time you hit that fucking thing. <laughs> Jesus, dad. <laughs> dude, dude, we were so stupid. We were one time, same, same Cavalier. I just, just stupid, right? So I'm driving and... Again, now this is dating myself also. This is back with glass Coke bottles. That was how you got Coke. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, 
which are great for for putting bottle rockets in and light it. You know what I mean? And launching bottle rockets. You know, you light it, you shove it in there. You know, and it you can hold it and shoot it. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't don't ask me why we're doing this as I'm driving the car. Of course you are. So, so my buddy, <laughs> so my buddy's in the back seat, right? And he's lighting them and putting it and firing it out the car. Well, he goes to he goes to he lights one and then he goes to put it in the bottle and he misses. <laughs> he goes he goes I dropped it. I said step on it. And he steps on it and you hear you hear it like and then you hear a <laughs> noise and then all of a sudden smoke comes from under the seat from the <laughs> and then we're coughing and I pull over and I'm like, "Oh my god." I look in the back and there's this like acceleration mark, you know, from the flame and the uh, under the back carpet. I'm like, I'm so dead. I'm so dead. I'm like airing the car out. We're like, you know, banging on the, the, the cloth seats to get the shit out. And I left the, I left the windows open overnight and never, he never, I can't believe he never found out about that. I, I don't know. I have no idea. This, this, this is a man, my father. Okay. This is a guy, my sister, they, they go to, my mom and dad, in the, uh, when my sister was, uh, I think, a junior in high school, they go to uh, Mexico or Vegas. I can't one of those two places. That's all the places they went. She has a party, un- an authorized party, okay, while they go, while they go away, all right? Mm-hmm. And so I come home while this is going on. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm staying at my buddy Rick's house. I'm like, no way. I'm just, I'm like, you are going to be in so much, no, 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 we're going to clean up and all that jazz. So, so the next day, you know, get home, she's cleaning things up. They're like in, in the dishwashers. And again, my parents don't smoke and there's ashtrays. I'm like, you, this, your foe's dead. You know, you were so, you are so dead. She's like, no, no, you know, you know, we're cleaning and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, okay, fine. Joe, this is a hundred percent true. I am not bullshitting you. <laughs> my parents get home. They they get a um, a limo home from the airport, which is the cheapest way back then. It's just you know it's like forty bucks from O'Hare to our house. Nice. And we have we have a split foyer house. So you come up the front steps. You either go down or go up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm behind my dad carrying luggage in. He's in front of me, and this is we had this rust colored shag carpet back then and he's walking up the steps he gets up to the step top of the steps he stops he kind of looks to the left he looks down he gets down on his knee and he looks down and joe there is the tiniest burn mark in this dark carpet (laughs) how the hell do you see that in shag carpet i could i mean i I mean, and he says, "What the hell?" And then, and he looked back at me, and I and I went like this. I get, I just pointed. I'm like, "Not me," you know. And so, and so she got grounded, and she got in trouble. She was the, she was the wild one. I was the good kid. So, but I, I and it, but afterwards, I, I mean, I went down and looked down there, and I'm like, "What the fuck did you see this? It's, small, it's like smaller than a tic tac. It's it's like a quarter of a tic tac." But that's dad radar, man. <laughs> yeah yeah oh god i hope i have that bullshit radar for when my kids get older oh, <laughs> i mean man. i know i'm not gonna have to deal with it with my older kid but with my younger kid i just i can sense it 
<laughs> is that the, the one who does the plotting? Who says, yes. I just sit there and plot? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the kid's evil. <laughs> no. I love him dearly, but I really worry that he's evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, my dad is... My my dad was a he he was a quiet person like you just didn't want to piss him off or anything like that you know it was the unsaid things you know yeah so and that's that's how he was I mean he never I can't ever remember him you know like raising his voice um, unlike me when I was a father you know <laughs> oh. um, and I, know. I wish I could be that dad that just had that cool. Yeah. You know, like I could shut him up with a look. It's like not me. Yeah, that's that's dad. That was that was my dad. I mean, my dad. Um, he he was uh, he was in the beauty supply business his whole life. So he, um, he the, this guy owned two stores, one in Schaumburg, one out in Desplaines. Actually, right up the street from the first McDonald's, Desplaines, oh, wow. Illinois. Yeah, really cool. So, so. I used to, when I was a younger kid, I used to help him and work in that store, you know, just do stuff, boxes and, you know, things like that and dusting and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, he, so the guy was selling his other store that was, that was failing, right? So my dad, you know, borrowed money from family and all that in, in 1984, you know, he, he opened the store, he took it over and totally redid it. And my dad can sell you know, ice to Eskimos, that kind of thing. He's just, he's a born salesman and he, he made this whole business a success. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I always tell this story. This is true. Also, um, I was working in his store and, and, you know, when I was a teenager and, you know, they get a shipment of stuff in and he's like, you know, you know, get it priced, get it put on the shelf. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get it handled dad. No problem. Get it off the pallet, unwrap it, price it, mark it, throw the boxes away, put the pallet by the dumpster. So I get done, right, in half hour or so. So I go in the back, you know, where you where customers can't see, you know, that kind of area. Uh-huh. He's got a little, God, it must have been a 7-inch black and 9-inch black and white TV, you know, back, back when you got four stations and UHF stations. <laughs> yeah, right? I remember those. So... <laughs> So, so I go back, it's, uh, that was on his desk. I turn the TV on, I sit in his chair and I put my legs up on his desk, you know, like 10 minutes later, he comes walking back there. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm done. He goes, what do you mean? What do you mean you're done? I said, merchandise is put away. I said, I, I priced it threw the box away pallets back by the you know dumpster. I said, I'm done. He says, are all the shelves dusted? I'm like, um, he goes, are, is all the merchandise, you know, the, the labels faced forward and spaced properly, you know? I'm like, I don't know. He, and he points at me. He leans over and he points at me. He goes, there is always something to do in my store. Get up. <laughs> yep. and, but that's, that's where I learned about attention to detail and hard work and, you know, what you've got to do to be successful. I, that's, that's where I learned it from. And people don't learn that nowadays, from anybody, you know, people who, who get a job, they want to start and get, Oh, I want to, when, when can I take my vacation? And, uh, you know, I had, I had an employee's father wanted to meet with me because I hadn't, you know, uh, given his son a raise. He's like, well, you know, he shows up on time, 
I'm like, that's part of the basics of the job. That's not <laughs> that's going over and above. What you do, <laughs> you know. But, but yeah, but that that's that was my dad. That's where I learned it from. I thank God I learned it from him. And uh, it's uh, you know, those are the. Yeah, you know, those are the things I learned from my dad. You know, he he never I don't he never did homework with me. He never you know that helped me with projects or things like that. He he works six days a week, and he you know he's was able to to uh, you know be successful and you know retire when he wanted to retire and enjoy life, which is what I hope to do one day. So I mean, he the store that he had, he then he 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 bought the one next to it and he doubled in size, right? And <laughs> then then you know years later, the uh, the landlord for the place who kept raise every year kept raising the, you know the lease on it, and my dad says, you know, if you raise it a dime, I'm leaving. And the guy raised it, and then. He has we he called. This was weird. It's the first time it's ever happened. He called like a family meeting. I'm like, oh my god, is somebody got cancer? <laughs> you know, I'm like, somebody's dying. Uh, it's a divorce. I mean, what's going on? And he says, uh, he says, yeah, I'm. Uh, um, you know, he told us a story. He goes, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have the store anymore. I'm like, oh my god. You know, he's like, I'm going to do it out of the house. I'm like, oh okay. You know, and he did it out of the house. Delivered to people, you know, did customer service, you know, delivering it to people. Um, probably, probably one of the first people to, to do that kind of thing, to you know, deliver the product to people. And uh, that's excellent. Imagine how so much that, he saved on overhead. Not having exactly. To have a I was just going to say that, Joe. All that, the, the, all that, that money he it? saved on on overhead, and and then as he started going into these places where he was doing beauty supplies, then he was he was like, uh, then he started thinking, well. Wait a minute, uh, you know all all these places like my place. I you know I did like calendars and personalized stuff. So then he was doing at the same time, you know these where you can you know get you know your calendars, mugs, and things personalized. And he was he was selling that stuff too, at the same time, you know. Wow. And uh, just just always wheels are always turning, you know. And but I, I I remember asking him this also year when he had the store when it was successful. I'm like, my dad, why don't you open up another store? You know, this one's going great. Why don't you open up another store? And he said, and I'll never forget. He said, I, I can't trust anybody to do the job that I would do. And I also inherited that from him. It's, it's that's something I can really relate to. I, I, I had I when I when I took over as service manager, the, the hardest thing because the job I had before that, I worked for General Motors for 13 years as a as a factory service rep, traveling to dealers, you know, and mm-hmm. that basically, even though I had a boss, you basically you make your own schedule, you go there and and uh, you know go to places and you know make do your reports. It's so it's really reliant on you. When I got the service manager job, now I've got 50 employees. You know, I got people. Uh, um, you know, I got a hangnail. I can't come to work. My cat died. I can't come to work. Uh, what, you know, all you name it. Hangnail. And 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 um, and try. You know, learning to um, um, let you know trust other people to do things instead of doing it yourself. So you so you have time to actually manage and move the business forward instead of micromanaging. You know, that was the hardest <laughs> thing. It took it took it uh, well over a year for me to. To, to to be able to um, delegate that kind of stuff, 
you know, because I because of because of what my father did, because he just, you know, he did it all himself. Uh, yeah, you know. dude, what a great example to have, and I mean that is definitely a good thing to be able to pick up. Is you know, a strong work ethic will take you a really long ways in life. Oh my God, it's and it's it's it, it's amazing and. I, I told my my nephew this, who's now 26. When he was starting starting to get a job, I said, "Matthew, I'm gonna, a few things I'm going to tell you. Only call in sick if you are truly sick." I said, "If you just don't feel Absolutely. good, you go to work." Okay. I said, "I go to work all the time when I don't feel good. When I have a sinus headache. When I yep. have whatever." <laughs> I said, "That's not sick. A sick is like you got the flu and you're going to you you can't hold things down and you're going to get people sick." Uh, you know, I said, so that I said, uh, you know, make sure you're there at least 10 minutes early every day and something else. I, I can't remember what else I told him, but I, and he, cause he was like, I don't understand uncle Joey. I said, trust me, Matthew. I said, you will be ahead of 95% of the, of the workforce. If you do these things, he's like, that doesn't make sense to me. I said, it will. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that sad? That, it is. That's all you have to do to get ahead. Just finding employees that are going to show up on time five days a week yeah on a first shift monday through friday job can be a nightmare when you when you when you said about the people calling in sick for a hangnail i remember we had this guy where i worked years ago that we called him uh uh, two dare because if he went home sick or called in sick one day guaranteed he just wasn't going to be there the next day either and this guy had the craziest excuses and like he seemed like seemingly had no shame either because oh, like, yeah, no, yeah. the amount of times that he would go home sick because he said that his hemorrhoids were bothering him. <laughs> my my dad, like... my dad, my dad missed my dad missed two days of work in his his career. And that was because of hernia surgery that he had put off for a long time. And I, I remember I remember he was miserable. He was absolutely miserable at home those two days. Yeah, because he was just thinking about how he should be at work because shit's not going right without him there, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm that exact same way. <laughs> so that is really, really funny. Oh, God. Dude, this, this, guy, this guy at work that would do that, he was the weirdest guy. Like, the, the only cool thing I would say about him is the first person that ever told me that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was like, "All right, uh, I'll check that out." <laughs> well, the, the, pro- the see the see and the, the, we, the problem that we talk about employees and all this, like, is that my wife's a special ed teacher for a middle school, and the that pro- the problem has it, it starts with the family. It's and what these kids are allowed to get away with, and the attitude they come to school with, and all of that bullshit. Now it's it's. I mean, uh, two weeks ago. She was she was called by a student a stupid ass bitch. Okay, what? so listen. So she she wrote up a referral. It gets you know. So she the kid goes to the office. It gets sent electronically. So listen. So then it goes to like the vice principal who you know they discipline like letters A through whatever, and somebody else does you know G through Z or something. How they have this set up. So the so the uh, the vice principal they talk to my wife and say. Yeah, if if the mother wants to challenge this, we need proof that he said this to you. She says, "Excuse me? Are you kidding me? This is what this is what we this is what the school system is has sunk to now is that you you've you've taken you nobody wants to discipline anybody now. They want to just pass them off to the next grade. They they want to roll over for anything. 
They don't want any make any waves, and that's why my wife's about had it is with uh, with uh, teaching because of of administration and parents. It's uh, this is where they learn it. They this attitude. I mean, it, it, in in my day, if you got sent home for saying if saying something like that, you know your ass was in trouble. Now they complain to the school. Why did you send my son home? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, they were a distraction in class. <laughs> it's like oh. teacher, like or parents won't accept that excuse from teachers or whatever. It's it uh, it is this weird mentality of you know I am always correct. My child can do no wrong, and it's like no, mm-hmm. they're you know I mean kids are gonna make mistakes along the way, and you know you could hope that you'd be able to always trust a teacher's side of it and. It's it's sad to see an administration do that sort of stuff in a school. My younger sister is a high school teacher, and so you know if I had imagined her going through something like that, you know that yeah, would you make had, my blood boil. Yeah, you you ought to just uh, you ought to ask her about what goes on nowadays. You know what do you because that's why that's why these people are leaving this that 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 uh, that profession. It you know it doesn't pay for shit. Number one, and for all the bullshit that it. it that you have to deal with. They are not parents. They are not meant to raise kids. You know, they're there to teach kids. Yeah. But to, to teach kids, the kids have to have an open mind and to be respectful and to, I mean, it's like Joe basic stuff. Like go to your assigned seat. No, you know, <laughs> okay, what? No, I'm going to, you know, she had a person that's sitting against the wall, you know, and like slid down the wall and was sitting in front of a door and wouldn't move. It's like, so, so what do you do? If, if think about it. So this is like that United Airlines thing. Okay. So <laughs> you either have to physically remove the person or you have to just let them sit there. What do you do? You know, you call, you call a school resource, resource officer. And that person says, "Now, if you don't move, I'm going to I'm going to have to grab you and take you to the office physically." I mean, it's it's and this 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 is for like again, just sit in your fucking seat. <laughs> I mean, so basically, you you haven't learned any type of of respect for authority from your parents, and then when you, dude, man, I, when you she tells me these stories, and I want to hurt somebody because. Um, she, um, what was she called? It was it was years ago. Um. Uh, oh oh, kid. Um, my wife said something to the kid about yeah, like sit down or something. He's like, you know, you'll you, um. What did he say? Uh, I, I'll I'll do it when I want to, woman. And she says, excuse oh. me. She's like, you heard me, woman. So wrote him up. Blah blah blah. Had listen to this, Joe. You'll love this. So they. Uh, got the kid got whatever in school suspension. They end up having a meeting with the mother, right? And uh, they got the administration administration there. My wife's there, and and they're going over the whole. You know, it's like a little mini trial. If you know, just going out what happened. And the mother said, "I don't know what's a big deal." And then she looks at my wife in 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 the face, and he, she said, "It's not like she called he, that he called her a bitch or a whore." What? Can you oh believe that? God. Looking at her in the eyes, basically calling her a bitch and a whore, you know, subtly or, and not so subtly, I guess. And I said, "Man, it's just this is crazy." I, that I just, is crazy. I, 
if if they if, if tomorrow the school called me and said, Joe, we have a position for you as teacher for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. I wouldn't I wouldn't go anywhere near that place. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> the best story I've heard is uh teachers sitting at the lunch table playing Frogger. And I said, what is that? And she said, oh, we talk about which students we'd like to drop into traffic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That made me laugh so hard. I was like, that's you, that's excellent. <laughs> Listen, and it's, it's not just students, okay? There's some people who should not be teaching, okay? Oh, I there's, agree there's with a, that. There's I, a teacher. I, I ran into that when I was in school. Dude, there's a teacher at her school um, who... She was, uh, and this is an English teacher now, that was arguing that school was too a school was two syllable word. word. What? Yes. Yeah, it's school. School. <laughs> My wife was telling me this. I said, I said, you, you, you are fucking with me. There's no way this is true. She says, I am telling you. I said, and what? I she goes, I corrected her, but she still didn't believe me. She's like, yeah, it's school. I'm like, oh my god! I go, I go. Is this like a 22 year old? Student? No, she said this is like a 52 year old. I'm like, this is that's the people who need to be out. Yeah, yeah. This is like that's like having a government job that unless you come in and wholesale murder people, you can't lose your position. You know, <laughs> and even then they may not get rid of you. That is a weird thing about government jobs, right? <laughs> Like, how is it that the people in the DMV get away with being so freaking rude? I couldn't imagine being that rude in a customer service job. And I've had freaking nothing but customer service jobs. And if I talked to somebody or treated somebody like that, I would be replaced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, they did, speaking of Chicago politics, you know, way back when, I remember they did a story about, uh, um, about uh, workers and that were responsible for some uh, city workers responsible for some storage warehouse something that they were they were um, when they got there they were like climbing up to the top and they had like beds set up and they were just like sleeping and chilling all day until four o'clock and they'd come down and they'd go home <laughs> you know <laughs> that's unreal. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, I remember. So I went to school at the same high school that my mom and dad went to. Same small town. Okay. And they told me this story that when they were in high school, I think it was the gym teacher. If students got out of line, he would take them down to the wrestling room and throw them a pair of boxing gloves and basically beat the shit out of them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I'm not condoning that and saying that that should be done nowadays, but maybe there's some kids that should. Yeah. I don't know. I seem to remember them telling me that there was one student that got the upper hand of him and actually beat him up though. Dude, I'm telling you, listen, this was, um, fourth or fifth grade and I was always been a talker. Okay. I'm yeah, I can remember that. I mean, my mom, my mom found a report card when they again moved to Charlotte and they unearthed all this stuff. They found a report card and I'll have to find it and scan it, but it, it's, you know, I had good grades, but it says 
you know, Joe needs to be quiet. Joe needs to pay attention. Joe needs to not interrupt <laughs> that, everything on the comments, every report card. Dude, that sounds like one of my report cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's me. You know what I mean? You just so. have to add apathetic in there and it would have matched mine. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, if I didn't care, I didn't fucking apply myself whatsoever. <laughs> but it, but I was but what I was saying is so I had a teacher Mrs. Schaefer, right? And I was talking talking. She asked me multiple times to be quiet, right? And uh, I think we then we were doing like a group project, and I was just super loud or annoying or something. And all of a sudden, on my uh, I can't remember which bicep it was, but she she dug her nails, so her uh, uh, so every and every nail but the thumb uh, it pierced my skin. Oh my and I, god! And, and my arm bled, and she said, "I told you to keep your mouth shut." And I was a pretty fucking good student the rest of the year. <laughs> but did I go home and tell my mom I was abused, and and you know she would have been thrown in jail today? But that's what happened to me, and I shut the fuck up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Was that like a Catholic school or something? No. <laughs> Fucking, you always hear the stories about the nuns like whacking J, people with rulers. J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover Elementary School. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the product of the times. You know, they could do that stuff back then. Yeah, man. Definitely not anymore these days, man. They're, it, that'd be tweeted, and there would be oh my God, you know, fucking, a change.org yeah. petition to get that teacher fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, we're, me and my wife started watching this... Uh, 13 Reasons Why show on Netflix about, I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, because actually my wife told me the day before last. So, for anybody who hasn't seen it, and I haven't seen the re- the whole thing, but the premise is this girl commits suicide, and then she has, uh, before she committed suicide, she has recorded 13 cassette tapes. The old style cassette tapes, audio tapes, and... They're one. They're labeled one through thirteen, and they get delivered to somebody, and you have to listen to them all. And every tape has somebody who wronged her, and that's the reason why she killed herself. So, uh, yeah, my wife said uh, the other day at school, she's walking through the halls, and and somebody was saying, "Yeah, uh, yeah, you're gonna get one of my tapes, and you're gonna get one of my tapes, and you're gonna get uh. one of my tape." So my wife had to report that to you know that, even though it may only be a joke. But they have to take all that sort of stuff seriously. Yeah. And that when I heard about that show, I did wonder, and that's not even one that I'd probably end up watching, but it it, it did make me wonder, is is this something that does glorify something like suicide or you know, make I'm, it like yeah. an urban legend type deal? You know, maybe glorify is not the right word for it. But no, it's, uh, it's sensationalizes. There and, you go, sensationalize. It, um, so what... And I'll have to see how it goes, but it's very, and I think Rebecca has said this too. It's uh, it's very uh, CW drama e with with I think unrealistic dialogue that, may, and maybe I don't know, maybe kids talk that way. But you know, kind of like how Chloe talked on Smallville, if you remember that, that always these weird, just <laughs> phrased things, you know, very complex and quirky and it's hard to explain but smallville uh, was never one that i watched back in the day but i've heard nothing but good things about it and so it's on my radar that i need to like watch it sometime but i mean didn't it go like 10 seasons so it seems a little daunting yeah um 
Um, it's so the first season is super uh, freak of the week stuff that you know the basically the premise is uh, you know when when his ship crash landed. Uh, so we went from the suicide show to to Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we we when when Jordan and I do the supercast, we have that uh, off off topic alert, and we just we go off topic all the time. Boom, dude. That's all this show is. <laughs> so all all listen. All I was gonna say was about that was I told my wife. I said, listen. I said your students wouldn't know how to find a cassette tape or even record a cassette tape. So <laughs> they'd have to have some like hipster powers, like Jacob yeah. Harmon. <laughs> but uh, but no no dudes so Smallville so yes yeah, so so the premise uh, is especially the first season is uh, hit, when his ship crashes I mean Smallville gets inundated with you know kryptonite so you know every person uh, who it's almost like with the Flash and the, and oh, the particle accelerator so okay. everybody so like the person who was who was a beekeeper now can control bees the 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 uh, the, the 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 coach uh, the football coach uh, who's uh, who has a bad temper uh, that makes him have fire powers and you know stuff like that so there was a lot of that stuff in the first season so you you just got to you have to kind of get through that but what they what they really di- what they really did a phenomenal job with was showing how uh, Clark, his friends, especially his parents, and Smallville, uh, how that imprinted on him, knowing how we know our Superman to be, and his morals, and his always do the right thing, and I don't kill. You, so every all the seasons are building blocks on that, and they did a great job. John Schneider as Jonathan Kent is phenomenal. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor, that they that just like in the comics, they start out friends, and gradually, um, gradually, you know that relationship sours, you know. And that does just, make for the worst sorts of enemies too. Well, so what was so in Smallville? So what happens is, is Lex is driving and talking on the phone, doing Lex Corp business or whatever, and he's like in a Porsche and not paying attention, and he hits, <clears throat> he ends up losing control. He hits Clark, and they both go flying off a bridge. You know, Lex is in the car, in into the water, and Clark's in the water, right? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Lex is like knocked unconscious. So Clark, you know, what, what do you do? You you fucking rip open the roof, right? You rip open the roof, you take him out, you put him on the pavement, and 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 so the whole thing was about as Lex he became then he became friends with Clark for you know saving his life, and then he starts to look at you know. The, you know, this doesn't add up with what happened to the car, and you know, uh, he investigates so he's, the car so, and finds so that the roof was so, ripped off. And so, everything. But, but no, but so he's investigating the car, and then he's at, he's asking, you know, you know, he's you know trying to get more information from Clark, and you know, Clark's like, no, there's nothing, and you, you knowing he's he you know he senses he's hiding something, and so he keeps digging and digging into his family life, and you know, so then that that 
as it gets into seasons two and three and all that, then it, it becomes where he's becoming that the Lex Luthor. And then his dad, then you learn why he's his dad, Lionel Luthor, is a total, total evil person. You know, uh, corporate guy, but in the in behind doors, he's a fucking dirtbag. And how he was abusive to Lex. And, and then like, oh, yeah. If that happened to me, I may turn into a fucking supervillain, right? <laughs> yeah. And okay, and if I was raised like Clark, you know, yeah, I would have those values. And um, but it, I mean, it really hits its stride when it gets into like seasons four and five. Uh, they, you know, uh, they 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 gradually, you know, he he meets Arthur Curry, you know, so they have some Aquaman. He meets uh um. Uh, uh, What's the guy who will become cyborg? Um, Vic Stone. Is, yeah, he meets him. Uh, Green Arrow um, plays a big part in the series, um, and uh, you get uh, God. You get you get uh, his cousin. You get Supergirl in a sense, you know. But uh, yeah, if 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 you can if you can start chipping away at it, it's I think it's on Hulu. It's a it's a it's a really good show. I mean, they do a dude. They do a they do a JSA ep, two part episode with uh, that that references you know Earth uh, you know Jay Garrick and Sandman and Wildcat oh, cool. and Our Man and uh, Earth you know Greenland uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern. You get dude. You get fucking full on Hawkman with a lit up hawk symbol with looking like Hawkman from the comics. Oh, sweet. Dude, See, I've it, heard nothing but good things about the show. Oh, no, it's it's yeah. It sounds awesome. You, you just you just have to get around the you know, as they get people like in the later seasons, you know, he was uh uh he was uh like in a a, a jacket with the Superman logo and cuz they're big See, the creators of the show from the day 1, their motto was no flights, no tights. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Because that was back before they realized that no, this will work on TV. Yes. So, um, so yeah. So that, but, but you know, we do get, uh, we do get um, scenes of him flying um, because of um, of uh, he like he's you know possessed by. Uh, fucking like the red crypt that's where that's where the red kryptonite started that you know turns him into like bad boy clark you know that yeah. puts on leather jackets and you know and see in my my day in comics red kryptonite was random every every time he's exposed to it something else happens you know but the the, the tv show changed it to where it just takes away takes away that morality you know mm-hmm. and uh which which was uh those are those were pretty pretty cool episodes yeah, um, at some point I want to go back and read some of those older, older comics that you know flush out the heroes a little bit more from a historical sense. Yeah, some of the, uh, yeah, some of the silver. I have some of the Silver Age books, but so like I, you know, like Red Kryptonite, for example. There's a there's a great, uh, and stories were so simple back then too. So there was a story. He's exposed to uh, Superman's exposed to Red Kryptonite, and he it it. It grows his hair, nails, he beard, mustache, uh, super long, right? So <laughs> Lois is so Lois is like, aha! 
I can finally prove that Clark is Superman, right? You know, because uh-huh. there's, you know, because Superman, you know, they show him like go into a barber and of course, you know, the scissors are breaking, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Like, so she's like, aha. So, but that's where I think that may have been the first time where he used the mirror to, to figure out, to use his heat vision yeah, <laughs> to do all that kind of stuff. And that's how he, 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 he got back to normal and, and, uh, <laughs> proved to Lois that, you know, Clark is, <laughs> so yeah, there's some, some great Silver Age stuff. What's your take on it then that the Lois is just kind of in on it now? I mean, in, you know, in, in the movies and in the comics right now. It's, it's, um, uh, see, that's, you have to progress the character. It, it seems like it would be like if she's this you ace can, reporter, she so should many, know. Yeah, exactly. It, it's really, it's, it's really a disservice to her saying, you know, really. They she can't figure that out. Yeah, but um, um, I I, I think I, that brings up so many different. Again, I don't read any of the new comic. I listen to your comic cast, and it's great because I'm, you know, about his son and that they're married. That you can you can bring a whole different dynamic. It's like the same thing that Spider Man did when him and Mary Jane got married. You know, back when. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You 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 can just you can do so many other things with it versus the same old, I mean, for, uh, come on, what, 50 years or 60, maybe more, 60 years, Lois was trying to figure out Clark as Superman. Well, come on. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's hear a let's new update story. The character. Let's update the character. Let's, uh, let's, let's have him have a son and see how that changes the dynamic, you know, depower him a little bit. And you really can, um, you know, people always say, oh, it's so hard to write for Superman. I'm not a writer, but you know, where they say it's, you know, so hard to write for him because he has all these powers. Well, um, if anybody, and I don't know if you've read this or not, you know how much I love Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a, I have the treasury size edition and they make it in trade and you probably do a digital code for it or whatever, or, or you know, digital, but it's a, it's called Superman Peace on Earth. Uh, again, all hand painted by Alex Ross, but it, it it the story is about Christmas, and it's about um um kind of like the Superman four movie where the kid wants him to to get rid of nuclear weapons. Well, in this one, it's about ending hunger, you know, starvation. That we have all of these resources, we have all these farms producing stuff, but we can't get it to to who needs it, right? Mm-hmm. And so this story shows where he he tries to do this, and then where there are people who question his motive. There are countries that question his motive. There are people that support him. You know, the, he goes to this one country that's uh, under a dictator's rule, and they're like, um, "Oh, you know, like they don't want him there." But oh, Superman's so nice. You can leave that there. Um, you know, you have other things to do. We will distribute this food and, you know, to the people. And, and then you have the, you know, the voice thing in Superman's head where it's, that's not going to happen. You know, those kind of things. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, those are kind of, those are the real world type problems that you can have him in that even with all his powers, as strong as he is, as fast as he is, in it gets to the end of the story that, you know what, I, I I can't do this myself. You know, people people have to want to do it for themselves. 
and I can help facilitate that, but I just I just can't arbitrarily take over and end starvation and hunger because I can fly things fast and I can carry, you know, metric tons of stuff in the blink of an eye somewhere. It it it's it's a it's a truly fascinating it's just a it's a just a great insight into the character. And that's what and see that's what I love about Superman is is I love that for all his powers, he can't save everybody, and that's the conundrum of of him, you know. Yeah. Where do you where do you if you think about it? And this was this was brought up in in comics and somewhat in Superman Returns movie, where there's and it was Superman Returns where they specifically said you know he says I I every Every day, every moment, I hear somebody crying out, you know, for a hero or, for, you know, crying out f- to be saved. And I, you, I can't be there, you know. And in the comics, I think they do this in the comics where after with Lois, when he, you know, when they are a couple, she was like, you, you can't be everywhere. You have to be Clark. You have to take a break. You can't, you can't prevent everything. Yeah. And that's that's what's oh that's what I love about Superman. That's what it, I love about that character. Yeah, and you know, just the fact that uh, there's a really really cool concept there and um I get into it every time somebody tells me like, "Oh, I don't understand how Batman would beat Superman in a fight." And it all comes down to the mindset and the ethical code that Superman has. And, you know, I try and explain it. And, you know, some people get it and some people accept it. And other people just argue it. And it's like, well, you just don't understand the character. And yeah. and that ties right in with what you're saying, that he is the type of person that would sit and worry about every single one and feel like if he's not doing everything he can, then he is failing. And Yeah. Well, and the, see, and, you know, with the with the recent movies, okay, like with Man of Steel... And like, like I talk about Batman versus Superman. That I, I enjoyed the movie. Was it the greatest movie? No, but and I understand, and I, and I do like realistic scenarios. I, I do. I, I, I care for. I like that more than like an Age of Ultron type movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but. So you remember you remember in Batman v Superman where they have a bunch of these scenes where he's saving people and you have that that flooding and the lady and the the family is on the roof, okay? Uh-huh. And uh you know and she paints the S on the roof, okay? And you, uh, do you remember that where she's oh, looking yeah. up? Okay, so she's she's it's this beautiful scene, right? As I say it's a it's, classic Zack Snyder okay, but, shot. Okay, but so it, this this is like an Alex Ross painting, okay? So it's slow motion, she's raising her hand up, he's hovering up there, you know, like a like a god. The problem from there, the problem with Zack Snyder is the ne- what should have happened next, my what my Superman does, my Superman comes down you know, gets next to her, grabs her hand, and says, "I've got you." Yeah, <laughs> that is that's the, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's the scene. <laughs> that's what makes me so mad about that movie. That's the scene. That's what. That's how you care about Superman. That's that was the they, biggest they, problem I had with that movie too. Is that it was like, why did you make Superman so fucking wooden? 
Like, why didn't you just let him be Superman? Why didn't just just let him smile at people? And I mean, it, you got to do more than just have freaking, you know, um, Jor El telling him, you know, oh, you can be an example. You know, and I, I know I'm going back to Man yeah. of Steel, which I loved Man of Steel, but you got to have more than just Jor El saying you can be the example to show them to rise up. Well, it's cool. well, great in the next movie. Why wasn't he that example? Why did he just walk around being so freaking emo everywhere? Yeah, and yeah, and I liked Batman v Superman too, but there was a lot of it that when when I compare it against my knowledge of DC Comics, like it bothers me. And if I if I let my knowledge of DC Comics go and just accept it as just like a, a fun movie, then you know, I can try, but I mean shit, did I really just call that a fun movie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it had some scenes in it that were fun. <laughs> but Yeah. Well I mean there's like for example, I the I tell you the when I, especially in theaters, when I saw it the first time and that the 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 court the scene where he's you know going to testify or he's in that courtroom, I mean that it that's a holy shit moment, okay? That that's a like oh my god type moment. But I I would have liked to him like to have a speech, and then that happen, and then I know in the ultimate edition, you know they end up showing him you know saving people and things like that, you know, and not just you know standing there. Uh, you know, in the flames kind of thing, shaking his head. So, uh, again, Zack Snyder is masterful with crafting a visual scene. Uh, I just think he took too many, you know, he took a little bit of the Dark Knight Returns. He took he had a little thing of Flashpoint. He had a little the Death of Superman. You know, he, he had all this, and he took all those, those you know, pieces to... Okay, well, yeah, you know, it would be cool. Superman gets nuked like in Dark Knight Returns and he's a skeleton up in space kind of thing. All right, that's cool. But what, you know, what else? What else? You know, you know they, they got Lex Luthor totally wrong. Oh. They, they, that's totally wrong. <laughs> they got, do, they got Doomsday. I mean, I know that his second iteration after he got nuked looked more like Doomsday, but I mean, your first iteration was awful. You know how he looked. What he looked like. He looked like a turtle dude. Well, just having all that shit in the second DCEU movie is like, fuck. That's just too soon. They yeah. they just fucked their whole timeline up with all that. But yeah, and I well, you know, I listen, dude. I is I love Superman. Okay, that was, you know, I remember seeing Superman the movie in theaters. I have. I have my Superman full. I have Us magazine from 1970. I have all Superman stuff. I mean, I'm an insane Superman fan. So, so I I, I take it you know seriously when these things go on. So, um, but like I had I had a great idea. Like you know that people saying, well, Man of Steel, he had to break his neck. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Oh, people are like, oh yeah. I'm like, no, that's what writers are for. Okay. <laughs> that's, you know, you can figure you know figure this out. Because I, I had somebody was like getting on my case. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna think. I think, you know, what? I'm gonna think of something. So, and I, you want to hear my grand idea? Absolutely. For, okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, if you are, if you are, uh, if he's put on this earth when he's a baby, okay, all his life he is absorbing the yellow sun's rays. So he's like a battery, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Zod 
comes to Earth, he's strong, right? Mm-hmm. How long has he been absorbing that stuff for? He's strong, but he how long can he last? Not to me, not too long. So so you have a scenario where same scene, right? He's got him in a headlock. He's got his beams firing. Uh, and then at that moment, Superman takes him and fucking flies him. And you have to write it in the story that they there was some Earth-like planet, some galaxy, you know what I mean? And he fucking flies him in a headlock through space all the way to this planet. They drop, drop, they drop down on the planet, okay? Zod is like, you know, I'm going to fucking kill you and all that. Superman basically says, listen, I'm flying out of here. There's enough stuff. You can live on the resources of this planet. But if you try and follow me, you will die a third of the way back to Earth because you don't, you're not charged up like I am. And again, I'm a horrible, this is probably horribly coming across. But no, I get where you're basic, coming from. With but that's the basic, that's a basic premise. Idea. He doesn't kill him. He outsmarts him. He leaves him on a planet where he can live. And he didn't have to snap his neck. Yeah. Well, and most importantly, he would be able to come back in a future movie because what do we see over and over again in comics? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really dies except for Uncle Ben. Right. (laughs) You know, nobody stays dead. And that's something that I feel like all these movies always get wrong. Is and is it just the finality of American movies that audiences need to see? like the bad guy die in order to have like a sense of finality with the movie or I I've never understood like, and and I didn't even understood that or understand that going back to the 1989 Batman, which is one of like my favorite movies ever. I'd always get to the end of that movie, even as a kid and I'd be like, why'd they kill the Joker? That'd be great to see him come back up later. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then people say, Oh, in uh, Superman two, he killed those people in the fortress. I'm like, I never interpreted that as killing them. They fell into snow, you know? And <laughs> I always assume that he got them later. So don't, you know, don't get me started on, on that kind of thing. But what, the, but the bottom line with, with the whole thing with the Superman, if, you, if anybody watched uh, episodes one and two of season two of Supergirl with uh, Tyler Hecklin as Superman... They fucking nailed. They fucking nailed the kind of Christopher Reeve type Superman. Oh, uh, is that was I mean beyond just Christopher Reeve Superman, that yeah. was the Superman from the comics. Exactly. They, like when when, when they when say he, that or you're probably he, just about to he, say it. Go ahead. Yeah, when 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 he saves when he saves that family and he holds <laughs> yep. his his arms and cape out and then when he gets done he turns around and gives him a wink. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. And, and Supergirl's like I used to change his diapers and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> you know, it's like that was Perfect. It was like that's there's, there's, that's the there's sort of nothing, lighthearted, awesome there's Superman. Nothing wrong that's in the with 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 smiling, laughing. You know, this was the problem with DC executives that no jokes. We're going to be a serious movie. Uh, you know, whatever. Okay. There's you. You can't now. You can go the other way. Like I, Age of Ultron was too jokey. Um, oh, I absolutely agree. I think Avengers like was that. like a great balance because I would yes. I would call Avengers yes. a serious movie, but it seriously has parts in it that'll make you laugh out loud. No, dude, the, the, like like the scene where um, uh, after you know Cap gets on the uh, the helicarrier, you know, from the joke before about you know 
Fury says, you know, 10 bucks. 10 bucks yeah. says, uh, <laughs> and when he gets on it, all he does, he takes the 10 out and hands it to him. Boom. Perfect. Subtle. Yeah. You know, that that man over there is playing Galaga. You know, that kind of, what Tony Stark yeah. said. <laughs> that's, that's fucking funny, man. He's like, how does he see all these monitors? And Maria Hill's like, he turns. Yes. Like, that sounds that exhausting. Man is, that man's playing Galaga over there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that Avengers movie, man, that is that's something special. Yeah, that dude, that was when I saw that in theater. That was that was probably closest to uh, my a childhood experience seeing movies. You know, back then, um, it was it was great because you know, back when I was a kid, again back when I was a kid, there were no multiplexes where you know these thirteen, fifteen theaters places. Mm-hmm. I saw the movies I saw. They were Schomburg. Okay, it was Woodfield one and two, a, a, a gigantic building. Each theater seated fifteen hundred people. It was holy shit. Fucking! It was an event. Okay, I remember seeing Rocky four. I you know, and that's you know, spoilers. To anybody who's seen Rocky four when. No one knew Apollo was dying. Okay, and and but I told this. I tell the story all the time. I mean, we were fucking fists in the air and punching, and it was it was crazy. But that it was you know it was kind of a different different era than you know how how we see it now. But the Avengers was was as close was uh as close to it. I had a blast. I saw. I think I saw that four times in theaters. Wow. That's and that's and that's what that's what you need to do to make over a billion dollars. You got to have you got to have more than the hardcore fan, and then you have to have multiple viewings. Yeah, and that's what DC needs to do. That's what they have to. I mean, they are man. They got so much riding on on these next two movies. Oh, they sure do. So much riding. I mean, I, I think I agree with David Isaac. I think Wonder Woman. Uh, I love the way Wonder Woman looks. Um, as far as uh, I like it, how it looks, how it's set, and looks like the cinematography. I like Gal Gadot. I I just hope the story is there. Hope there's not. I hope they don't overdo the slow mo. I get, <laughs> you know, that's that the uh, like the Transformers uh, um, trailers and this and I one other one we saw recently. Just you know, they overdo the slow mo, but yeah, that's. But if 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 Wonder Woman is successful and Justice League makes like Batman v Superman money, they're fucked. I, I mean, yeah, I I agree. If they can't knock it out of the park with Justice League, but but are they running too fast to get to Justice League? Because that yeah. was one of the great things about the Avengers was it just kept building through all those post credit scenes. You knew that something was coming. I mean, the first time I heard them mention the Avengers Initiative, I was like, no fucking way. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it so paid off when it finally happened. And I mean, you know, it's already been discussed ad nauseum that that DC's jumping the gun or Warner Brothers is jumping the gun, going this fast on it. But yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's it's, it's they're they're they are you, you can't stop a moving train. That is so. true. So and I think that's why so many of these other projects are so, they're so far pushed out that they can cancel Flash, Green Lantern. There's not going to be a cyborg movie. 
there is not going to be a cyborg movie no, at all. And there was ever in, never any need for a cyborg never movie. Never a need for a cyborg movie. <laughs> They're not even doing a good job with his comic right now. And it's like one of the few Rebirth titles that isn't successful. And it's like, is it the character? Or, I don't know. but Yes, but so who knows what's going to happen? I, I just... I'm I'm concerned about Justice League just from the fact that um, again I I hate saying I agree with David Isaac on a lot of this stuff but <laughs> but but you know what they're doing with Aquaman you know he's apparently he's going to be the gruff person that Batman used to be so Batman's going to be gruff but have a little humor in it so that's why I'm worried that they're going to try and just jam home forced humor that's not natural yeah uh, uh, so I, I i don't know i got really excited when i saw that justice league trailer the only part of it that i didn't like was i didn't like aquaman riding on the batmobile and being like yeah woo, yeah uh, <laughs> Whoa, like oh no is this redneck aquaman what the fuck yeah I mean, but you know, let's, and then it was let's cool. See, let's when see he what they write. Off. Let's see how they write it. Let's see how it it is. Who knows? We've we're, we've seen a a snippet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you mean there. Um. Yeah. What what you had said earlier about Wonder Woman? You just want you know the first thing you said was you wanted to have a good story, and that's what a lot of these movies have been lacking in. Man of Steel, that was where Man of Steel excelled was I felt it had a really good story. Oh yeah. You know, and oh, I, I was willing Steel, to go yeah. along on a ride with a different type of Superman. But, you know, I really was hoping he would have evolved a little more by the time Batman v Superman came along. But when it comes to writing and you look at the plot for the original Christopher Reeves Supermans, if if he, they were to do that movie again right now, do you think people on the internet would be bitching? Oh, it, the people on the internet are always bitching, Joe. It doesn't matter. I mean, you okay, can't. Okay, that wasn't the best way to phrase that. Yeah. Do you think you mean, fans you mean would that same be... like, oh, oh, fucking flew around the earth and exactly uh, like that the the deviations that those movies took in the plot. Did they get a? Did those movies get a pass just because we're all so nostalgic? Because you know, I I remember watching those on VHS when I was a kid, recorded off of HBO, and I I loved them. I, I'd watch them all the time. I loved them. Yeah, and then you know, as I got older and read comics and stuff, I was like, "Oh, those movies took drastic variations from the comics." And when movies nowadays do that, they get, you know, I mean, and like you said, everybody complains online, but I mean, it's just fuel for the people to complain with. And so I was wondering what your take was on that because I know you're such a huge Superman fan. Yeah. Um, well, see. It's a, you can't take that movie and place it, it like now and release it because you know, and I've said this before. So back when that was being marketed, it was a poster in the sky with the sky with the logo. You know, you'll believe a man can fly, and that was that was that was just encapsulated that movie. And, you know, you'd never seen anything like this. And, and you can remember, but, but prior to that, you had, what, the 66 Batman movie, maybe? 
Um, you had on, on TV on TV at the time. You had awful Nicholas Hammond's uh, Spider-Man TV show. It's awfully great. I mean, it's if you haven't never seen that, dude. Joe. I've got to look them up because I heard you talking about some of those oh in, in Supercast episodes, and I was like, oh, I, I I love awful stuff like that. So, so I mean, so like I, I give them credit. Like they tried to do practical effects of a guy crawling up the side of a New York skyscraper, but and so. And they're zooming out, and you see this guy walking up the wall. Well, you see, you see the rope going up to the roof, and then you see the winch up at the very top. So you, kn- you I know, I love it. I love it. Um, so, like the early episodes, literally, what like when he spun a web on these guys, it looked like uh, if you had take if you had taken. Um, or if you, you know, like if you bought the the uh, at the Halloween store the 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 webs that you can put in your house, it looked so light and airy that it couldn't hold a, a ten pound dog, and he was webbing people up with this. <laughs> and then in later episodes, when he webbed people, they cr- they made it as a oh uh, that looked like the Spider Man like circular web, but it was rope, and it would it would just get launched at you, you know. <laughs> so you had. So you had that, you had uh, uh, Captain America with Red Brown, which uh, which is really bad. That's the one like where it's like ha- Captain America with like a motorcycle helmet, right? With the motorcycle. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I've never seen it, but I've seen pictures online. Yeah. That's yeah. the one with, with the red skull to it. Like he looks a, all gooey, right? <laughs> with a, uh, a, a flimsier shield than you would cosplay with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the, I've did, seen video did, of that online with him throwing. Have you that seen shield. that? Have yeah. you seen that where he throws the shield and <laughs> it it goes past the guy and the guy's like, "Haha, you missed." And then it's you could tell it's like on string like coming back and it hits the guy in the back of the head and you could tell it has no weight to it. Yep. And the guy that gets knocked out. <laughs> so, yeah. The, incre- the only the only good part about all that is is the is the Incredible Hulk TV show. So that that's they did a good job with that. <laughs> My mom and dad but, uh, uh, have a cabin on the the Cedar River, and it's just you know the digital air channels or whatever that are up there. And one of those stations plays old Wonder Woman and old Incredible Hulk seemingly on repeat. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, mm-hmm. in the summertime when we're at the cabin, I always get to catch reruns of those. And it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but but, but talking about the Superman the movie. But again, that was just a different time. And then when that when that hit theaters, it was like, man, that is comic book come to life. You know, they had a, a you know, Lois Lane was a, it was a you know match the character in the comics. You had Jimmy Olsen, Perry White was the was the grumpy editor. Uh, you had the scheming Lex Luthor. You know, so uh, and you had great. You had. Some great scenes at Smallville, you know, and then you know with his you know, father dying, and you had you had great dialogue, you know, all those things I could do, all those powers, and I couldn't even save him. That's again the essence, like I talked about before. That's the essence of Superman. Can't save everybody. Couldn't even save his own father. Yeah. Um, and then you get, and and Man of Steel uh, did some great Jor-El dialogue, but you know the original. Jarrell dialogue from you know Marlon Brando was just 
gives it still gives me chills if I watch it. And they have the, you know the the music, you know the kind of the well, he's doing the training in the fortress, and they have this montage where it's of time and space, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and you know, they you know you know they can they can be a you know a great ca- a people, Kal-El. They wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For that reason, among others, their capacity for good, I have sent them you, my only son. I know the fucking movie. I've seen it <laughs> hundreds of times. I, I literally that was probably, awesome. I, I can probably still recite ninety percent of the movie by heart. You know. Oh, that's so cool. It's but because it's I just man I just these that was like one of the first um uh, videotape movies that we purchased and that back then in in the early 80s and it was like $200 I never forget my dad bought that for me he bought that he and Norma Ray I think that was the two but because you remember it wasn't there were no video stores and you know there wasn't home movies yeah. you know the the, the, v, the VCR was a was like a luxury item you know it was fucking gigantic <laughs> you could you could I mean this probably weighed 40 pounds yeah took up your whole desk well and remember once vcrs did get more popular and you had like video rental stores and stuff it still took forever for movies to come out on vhs and be able to buy them like i remember being absolutely obsessed with owning the crow because it came out i went and saw it in the theater i had the soundtrack that i would listen to on repeat and i was obsessed with owning the crow when it came out and i was i i could only just go to the local video store and rent it over and over again because you just well, you got, couldn't freaking buy it it was like and you also got to remember back back then they it, it's not like now where you basically have a a two month movie run i mean there was stuff stayed in movies for 6 7 8 months yeah yeah it's not like you and it's not like now where you've got you know two three movies being released every weekend it was not like that back then so they 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 got every dime they could out of the theater, and then you know then like, you know I guess you know the market started to say, wow we can you know as as they can produce these you know VCRs and and you know lower price and bigger quantity wow you know now we can get another revenue stream so shit <laughs> crazy man freaking. <laughs> I don't know why that made me go on. A, of course, it made me go on a tangent thought. Have you, have you ever heard of planned obsolescence in things? Yes. Uh. Yes. <laughs> that, where, where, that I feel like where, where something where something when it's it's obsolete by the time it's released, kind of thing. Well, it, it, where they could make a part that would last for thirty years, or they could make a part that's going to last. 10 years okay and then you're gonna have to replace that part three times in the lifetime yeah of the appliances when you when you said something about you know we could make more money off of this it made me think of that (laughs) and of course i derailed our conversation yeah yeah (laughs) i can't help it it's like ooh, something shiny (laughs) but if you if you haven't on superman if you if you've never seen the richard donner cut i I uh, highly recommend you you watch that because um, he you know he directed the first movie and then he was they were filming back to back and uh, he had an issue with the Salkinds and he had shot most of Superman two and he left and they had to 
redo scenes, whole new scenes and different story. And um, because if anybody, if a director takes over, in order for them to get director credit, they have to film fifty-one percent of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so if you, so again, now Superman, when this happened, Superman one had, wasn't out yet. Um, they were, they again, they were filming these like simultaneously, back to back, whatever you want to call it, because the 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 ending that we have in Superman one was not supposed to happen that way. That was actually supposed to be uh, in Superman two, and they and Richard Donner. It said, you know, we don't have enough of an emotional, you know, third act. So they so they changed it because what was what was supposed to happen um, in Superman two, if you remember, you've got the the villains in the Phantom Zone in the pane of glass, you mm-hmm. know, in space. So the the rocket scheme of Lex Luthor from Superman one. Like when, you know, remember one of those rockets he throws into space? Yeah. That rocket is the one that was supposed to have, they were going to tie it in, that that uh, opened the, the Phantom Zone for, in Superman 2. Oh, okay, yeah, and then they did it instead, so he took that bomb out of Paris. And right, that, that, whole, that whole Eiffel Tower Paris scene was nothing, had nothing to do with Richard Donner. That was created um, by Richard Lester, um, and that to, to do that... Um, and then uh, the whole, um, you know, the way that she found out that he was Superman was was different, um, and uh, but yeah, but the, but the end, the, the original end of Superman two was after uh, they're they're you know he's fighting them and they're they're messing and fucking with Metropolis and and all this shit happens. He you know flies around the Earth and puts him back into the phantom zone that way that was the that was going to be the ending <laughs> so so but they so they took this flying around the world to, to bring lois back to life that was in superman one so yeah you know and now seeing the amount of things that i've seen with time travel and stuff i, I for some reason i go back to that all the time because i'm like the way that they showed it with like the earth spinning backwards was that supposed yeah. to be just metaphorical or was it he himself yeah. was actually going back? Not that he was turning the entire world back, that just he himself was going back. But if the, if that's the case, shouldn't there have been two Superman on Earth at that same time? Or, or maybe that's just <laughs> one of those things I shouldn't think so hard about. That's now, now you're, now we're in a, the, a paradox. Exactly. So, so, so. <laughs> Time, now you have in anything time travel and you can have a paradox and <laughs> and it's yeah there's just everything i mean you got legends of tomorrow time travel this this week's episode of flash was in the future um uh, yeah it's uh it's freaking you can go nuts thinking about that kind of stuff if i mean imagine if it really happened like what like yeah if you if i went from the future from today wouldn't I be missing for that period of time? Yeah, you know, you'd think so. Uh, it, well, so, do you want to know what one of the interesting things with time is? Time is relative to the amount of gravity that you experience. Did you know that the the satellites that are up in orbit actually have to have their clocks set a little bit faster 
because the closer you are to a heavy gravity source, the closer or the slower time moves. So us on the surface of the planet, time moves just a little bit slower than for the astronauts that are up on the International Space Station because they're further away from the pull of gravity. Huh. So people well, that it, have spent a lot of time up in space, they're actually milliseconds younger than the rest of us, even though, you know, chronologically it's the same amount of time. So did did you ever see the uh, DC animated movie uh, All-Star Superman? Oh, no, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Dude, there's a bunch of those animated movies I'm still working through. <laughs> so, so, so in, 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 uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Oh, I'm not a spoiler pussy. Go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> when you talk about, about time and gravity, so, um, so, uh, Lex gets, um, basically engineers a super, uh, a potion that gives him superpowers for, 24 hours you know, Superman's powers for 24 hours and he's got all these vials of it well um, there's earlier in the story they they weave in, in in Superman's fortress where there's a gravity gun so Superman in the in, in the third act um, he fires this gravity gun at him and and let and, and um, Lex loses his powers faster than he was supposed to. Ah, uh, nice. And Superman just Superman destroys the last vial, the last vial of of the serum, you know? And it's what's really cool. The other thing is that um when he gets this when he gets this serum, he not not just can do the things of Superman, but his mind works at this crazy pace and so like after he after he loses his powers and everything and he um he he uh he says uh let you know you know you know you you ruined it you know uh you know I could have saved the world I could have done this I could have that and superman's like you could have done that from the beginning you know you could have you basically used your mind to help people instead of Instead of being a, a you know a, a super villain type thing, yeah, is there it was a it's a it's a really good. I never read the, it's off the comic book, but I, I never read the comic book of it. But I, it's it's uh, it's really good if you can if you can get it with the special features with uh, Grant Morrison talking about it. Um, that's really cool, and uh, it's, that was. That was when the DC animated movies always hit on every cylinder back then. It's like, bam, a great one, another great one, another great one, another great one. So, yeah, the the last couple have been good. Yeah. Justice League Dark and then Judas Contract, they've been good, but I I would agree that they're not as good as say like Flashpoint Paradox. And- yeah, it's it's because they're trying they're instead of instead of taking like they were doing like individual stories from the comics and making it into a movie. Now they they again want to build a, sh- a universe, and everything after Flashpoint Paradox was based on New Fifty Two, and they're trying to make continuous type stories. Uh huh. And so that they all like, tie together like a shared universe. Yeah. More. Yeah. You don't don't do it. I mean, <laughs> Justice League New Frontiers, phenomenal. About you know, like the Justice League from the fifties. That's awesome. Um. Flashpoint Paradox, awesome. All Star Superman, awesome. I just rewatched Superman Doomsday a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. Um, 
a Superman Batman Public Enemies. It, Superman Batman Public Enemies gives you the Superman Batman relationship that we want to see in the movies. You know, where Batman is super serious and doesn't want to joke, and Superman is, you know, trying to be lighthearted and <laughs> shit like that. And you say, you know, shut up, Clark. And that's what you want to see, man. Yeah, totally. It's fucking great. <laughs> God, man. You And you get. You get uh, fucking Captain Marvel, Hawkman, Captain Adam in there. It's fucking and it's Public Enemies, man. That's if you haven't seen that one, I'd, I'd fucking see that right away. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of those I haven't seen, so I've been slowly working my way through them. It's just my problem lately is I just haven't had time to freaking watch things, and oh, it's like I'm I'm so behind on every one of the CW shows. At this point, I'm just waiting for them to all come out on Netflix, and then I can watch them without the fucking horrendous CW ads. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so I watched. So I watched the Flash today, right? Um, so I can't. I have an Amazon Fire TV with the CW app, which the CW app is awful, mm-hmm. and and it freezes, so I don't use it. So, so I have it on the app on my iPad, and I I ca- I do use the Chromecast, right? Mm-hmm. So. Which works, which works pretty good. So I had to pause it for something, and then uh, I accidentally, because of how they have this set up, I accidentally hit like one of the prior episodes. So then it started launching the other episode, right? So then I tried to get back to my episode, and, and it wouldn't let me resume. Oh, so it started no. at the beginning. So then I had to move the slider, you know, thirty-seven minutes in, and then I had to they 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 accrued all those commercials. I had to had to sit through fucking eight minutes of commercials no. I'm like, oh they made like, you actually go through all of them and oh, not just one fuck no it's awful oh. it's, it, so yeah, that cwf it, it was, is it's not conducive to binge watching no and when you're as no, far so. behind as i am you have to binge watch to catch up and i can only take so much before i'm like yeah. fuck it enough yeah dare to defy fuck you yeah fuck you yeah that's <laughs> so it's you'll get um it's i think they said it's the the very end of May is uh, when like the the latest seasons of Flash and Arrow uh, will be there and Supergirl because Legends of Tomorrow is already on Netflix because yeah. it ended already. So. Yeah, because that was only like a eighteen episode run or sixteen yeah. or something. But that's like the that, yeah right? that's but that's the cool deal now they have with Netflix uh, with Warner and Netflix is yeah. you don't have to wait until like two weeks before the new season it it. When that season's over, the next week it's there. Yeah, I was really happy when I read about that deal. And Netflix is so fucking cool. Oh my, yeah, it's that's the you know between them and you know Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime. You know Hulu's coming out with a, a with a streaming TV service now uh, in the next month. Uh, YouTube is YouTube's got a streaming TV service. It's like. These fucking satellite. I mean, I, I dumped my Directv what in February. I went from 150 bucks to 35 dollars a month. Oh nice! I, I got PlayStation View. I stream everything. It's got a it's got a cloud DVR. It uh, you you know you can record as many things as you want. It just uh, it's I think it keeps it for a month. So it kind of forces me to watch stuff instead of stockpiling shit. Mm-hmm. You know. And, uh, but I love it, man. So yeah, that's, that's another, that's another industry that 
needs to is going to have to change or die because um, I think even you know Directv has their own streaming service now, uh, direct called Directv now. They they predict in the next five years that they may be out of the satellite business. You know, I'd believe it. I'd think believe about, it. The streaming look, services look, are great. Look at, look at what I had. I had I bought two Fire TV boxes for you know seventy five bucks a piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Hook them up. Go online. Boom, 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 boom. I'm ready to go. Yeah. No, no waiting for fucking uh you know sleazy mick slow ass to to come and you know install my satellite and <laughs> rerun the you know all that kind of shit <laughs> it's fucking just yeah <laughs> i i live in this tiny little town and we have a phone co-op that we have to do everything through phone co-op yeah. what, so what, what do you have they have phone internet everything or what yeah it's like monopoly <laughs> yeah, pretty much and so if you want to have like hardline internet coming into your house here you have to go through the co-op and since it's a phone co-op they require you to have a home phone also which i don't use fuck that yeah yeah oh i've tried to call and be like hey i'd like to cancel my home oh you can't like, what do you mean? Well, we're a phone co-op, so, you know, legally we have to be providing our customers with a phone. I don't know. I didn't really understand. Yeah, le- legally. We'd love to help you, Mr. Stark, with their hands up, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, like, fuck you. You, you. you you made sure the law was was uh, passed that way, so you have a fucking monopoly. Yeah. And that's the, pro- that's the problem when I'm in this uh, cord-cutting group, you know? Uh-huh. And, you know, and that's the problem that people have is that they... Some people have one choice only. So if it's fucking $80 for five megabits, you, that's what you fucking pay. It's fucking it's the absolute opposite of of how it's supposed to work. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's and ridiculous. It's all these, again, more laws, more telecommunication laws, lobbying, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure it's everybody is passing it in their own self-interest. But, yeah, if you're out in the middle of of somewhere you know trying to get you know decent internet service you're fucked and and what isn't what it's almost a fucking requirement oh it is you know, a requirement a necessity i mean my, my bills i do all my, my my bills online my banking um you know it's um it's crazy yeah i i tried to get away with not getting it for a long time because we had these um we had cell phones that had an unlimited data plan and so yep. I just downloaded a hotspot app, and then I just used my internet off my yeah. cell phone as, with the hotspot. But then there were certain things that you just couldn't do. Like, it was really hard to stream video or anything like that yeah. that way. And so finally I said, screw it. Just I, I was already getting – or no, at the time we had, we had satellites. We had Dish Network at the time. And so I, I called the co-op and found out, and I was like, all right, well – you know, if I were to get internet through one of these other services or just get internet through the co-op and then keep paying for dish, that doesn't make any sense. And so I bundled everything through the co-op. And so I've that's got, what, and that's what they want you to do. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, you'll get the best deal. If you bundle it, you get everything, you know? Oh, and so I got a DVR through them and everything. And this is the shittiest DVR I've ever seen in my life. Like if you try and use the search function to look through the the program menu for what's coming in the next week and a half or whatever, it just locks it up and you got to do a hard reset on it. 
And if there's anything recording at the time, fucked. That's that's Fucking that's gone. Awful man. That's awful. Oh, and, and I would only end up saving like twenty five dollars a month if I were to get rid of that. And so, like, basically, just to have internet and then the home phone that they require me, it's still something like ninety dollars a month. And I'm like, this is fucking retarded <laughs> like i can't believe that they get away with doing this like how is it that they can have control over this whole town and and i've heard nothing good about companies like mediacom or whatever either but it's like i would like to at least have some sort of competition to this where i could maybe get high-speed internet and only have high-speed internet for around 40 50 a month because from other people i've talked to that seems somewhat reasonable as to what they're yeah, paying I, but i mean yeah mine i'm what am I? I have a cable internet through Comcast, and I'm very happy with the service. But it's and I, I mean I'm like 120 meg. I mean I have a fast plan. Damn, it's like it's like 75 dollars. I mean, and that's just and I have my own modem. You know, I I a couple years ago I finally I'm like why the fuck am I paying 10 dollars a month for a fucking modem that I can buy on Amazon for 60 bucks? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm like I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> How did you I mean, anything on Amazon? It seems like. Oh fuck! It's it's crazy. Like yes, that's what I was like. I was telling with the comic store I went into. The guy I was like, "Yeah, Amazon is, it's the it's King Kong, you know. So he's you know trying to make a buck out there. Oh yeah, uh, on, on certain things, but it's just. I mean, I needed. It's any my my wife. Um, uh, has like some digestive issues, so she needs like digestive enzymes and all that. Amazon cheapest way, um, you know. I've, you know, our dog. Like I got our dog food for our three dogs. Two bags are automatically sent every month. You know, it's cheap. And it's the listen. So I forgot to, to when I had screwed up the subscription. I had to go to the pet store or to like PetSmart to buy it. The the smaller bag was three dollars more than the big bag that I'm getting. I'm like these all these places are going to be out of business because of this shit. Yeah, you know they gotta they gotta figure out a way to stay competitive with an online retailer like yeah, Amazon because I mean, it's already built into their plan that this is going to come right to my door. I don't have to leave. I don't have to go out and deal with fucking stupid people on the road and then in the uh, store fucking, once I get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Office Depot. You know, I needed a thing of envelopes. Same exact one on Amazon, you know, 40% less. It's like, why? I mean, I can see, you know, if it's, an, you know, close, like 40%. No one, you know, no wonder that uh, these places are, are, are going out of business. You know, Kmart closing because Walmart, uh, you know, Walmart's trying to compete with Amazon Prime. So, you know, Walmart's doing, you know, free two-day shipping and, free shipping to store and all that kind of stuff so yeah free yeah, shipping can't... to a store is still a shit deal because you still got to walk into walmart <laughs> yeah yeah it's you gotta yeah, walk into I, walmart I t- and go to what the customer <laughs> service counter fuck so, that dude, I, I, listen i told this story so my wife i told this story on tales from the yard so <laughs> my wife does um walmart like grocery pickup so you go on you order all your groceries <laughs> and you pick up you you set a date in, uh in, a, in an hour window of time you know that they have available and they email you when it's ready and then you go pick it up so you get there and like i got an app and you just click i'm here and they'll say oh it'll be out so i got logged out of the app 
which is under my wife's password. So I had no idea. So I pull up to the sign and I'm like, and it has, you know, tells a phone number like to call that you can call for pickup. I'm like, fuck, I got a call. So I pick up the, I, you know, dial. I'm like, yeah, you know, name's, uh, name's Vitaly. I'm here for grocery pickup. For, you know, for, you know, uh, between 10 and 11, it was like, you know, 10, 15. And like I said before, no offense to anybody who can't speak English, but you should really know how to speak English if you're going to be talking to people who speak English, okay? <laughs> it's just just common sense to me. Since so she's like, oh, no, uh, no habit. I'm like, yeah, you do. We just got the email. Vitaly with a V. V is in Victor. <laughs> I-T-A-L-E. No, I don't see it. <laughs> I said maybe it's under my wife's name Gina G G uh, you know Gina with a G G I N A. No, I'm like maybe it's under Joe. <laughs> I'm like J O E. She's like no. I said listen. I said why don't do you have a list that says of everybody who's coming to pick up between ten and eleven? I said it cannot be that many people. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. I said, you know, and she said, okay, I have it. I said, so just, I said, just start reading them off. Uh, oh, I see it. Be right out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you had to waterboard this, is, this lady to get your oh groceries. Oh my God. It's like, this is, this is fucking society that we have to deal with now. It's like, you, nobody can critically think and problem solve. Oh, you know, that is true. Uh, you know, go, now going back to my dad. Going back to my dad's store, right? His store, uh, he he refused to have an electronic cash register. He we had to make he had one of those big big time like that you would see in a barber shop, you know, like you would click, click, you know, oh, and then nice. you would have to make your own change, right? Because and do this if you want to have fun with somebody. So like, go to a store, Walmart, Toys R Us, you get it anybody and even a younger you know person pay with something with cash so let's say it comes out to to tw- uh, you know twenty six dollars and seventy six cents okay and you know have them ring up that you're gonna give them uh, whatever 30 bucks and then after they ring it up where it tells them to change give them a penny I say oh here's a penny also <laughs> and you will and you would think you'd ask them to solve quantum physics like oh it, wait a minute because the thing there says i need to give you back you know three dollars and 24 cents so i give you a if if you give me a penny i you know it's i mean real i'm serious no i i do that all the time so i know exactly what you mean <laughs> I hate having change in my pocket. Oh, <laughs> and so God. I always do that shit. <laughs> and yeah, some people, it really does throw them for a loop. And like, they just stop and you see like the little mental the, wheel, yeah, the, lo- the, wheel. the loading wheel in their, behind their right. eyes going. And it's like, dude, yeah. just just give me a quarter back instead of oh, 24 cents. Oh or just God. give me a dollar back instead of 99 cents. And also, you're an asshole if you're going to count out 99 fucking cents to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, uh, oh my God. But it's, but we, you know, in school, if you ask my wife on like with, and she's, uh, she's not a math teacher, but 
you know, where we had to like learn and how to do formulas, they just have to know how to use a calculator. So it's really not, it's really not teaching them the skills they need to, you know, work through a complex problem. If you, if you know, if you use a scientific calculator and can just punch things in, oh, you know, X, you know, parentheses X uh, plus two divided by this equals whatever. If all you got to do is punch in a calculator, who, you might as well just add up two plus two is four. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know? Dude, I am such a math idiot that I am so thankful that I'm constantly have a good calculator in my pocket all the time with my smartphone. It's like, oh, man. I, I, I'm, I'm good with written words and reading comprehension, but anything with numbers, I'm just like, I, I couldn't do long division if you offered me like a million dollar jackpot and I just had to do a long division problem and I'd just, yeah. I'd just continue being fucking poor. <laughs> I just, I, I have no idea how the fuck it was done anymore. I haven't done it in so long. And even when I learned it in school, I didn't care just so yeah 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 <laughs> it's a failing on my part i know <laughs> oh man i don't know am i am i contributing to the downfall of society <laughs> by just depending on my phone <laughs> no it's already it's already on its way down so there's plenty there's you you d- there's plenty of things that have keep giving it the the, the subtle push over the <laughs> God, like I said, you just you just turn on you turn on news, man. It's like, oh my God, now what? <laughs> yeah, any any of the listeners out there, if you ever want to feel good about yourself, just do a Google search for the world's stupidest people. I I, I do that occasionally. <laughs> oh. You will always you will always find something good on google or twitter or reddit or something like that to to amuse you oh yeah so, do you ever do, do you ever see the one um and i'm sure people would fall for this that uh somebody has like this industrial you know uh 110 you know wall outlet at work and he's got above it it says key cleaner oh. you know <laughs> for somebody to stick a key in there and get shot yeah, i've seen that <laughs> I remember years ago when I was, um, I went to school for graphic design right out of high school and got an associate's degree in it. And then subsequently couldn't find any place willing to hire a graphic designer in my area. And so didn't end up doing shit with it. But uh, one of my favorite parts was um, sitting in uh, Lynn Hall in between classes. And there was like a free Iowa City paper called the Icon. And I'd always flip through it because they had like a stupid criminals section. <laughs> <laughs> and it was always fantastic. I don't know where they get these stories. But I remember one was uh, a drug st- Police got called to go to a drugstore that had been burglarized. And then they looked around and they like like, there was like some loose change you know, not very much money missing from the cash register, but then like a whole bunch of candy bars and stuff were gone. And so they followed candy bar wrappers all the way up to the bar stool where the guy was sitting. I don't doubt that one bit, man. (laughs) I remember even being like an idiotic 19 year old reading that story and being like, how are people this stupid? 
the fu- you remember you remember they had a TV show about that and Stacy Keach was the was the uh, voiceover um and uh it was yeah all all shit like that world's stupidest criminals i think it was <laughs> uh, on like true tv or spike or some bullshit like that it's you 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 can't make the shit up i i could i couldn't dream of those scenarios yeah i mean it's hard to imagine being that clueless <laughs> but i mean it happens every day <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if you spend too much time in internet chat rooms, you will really definitely feel like like the yeah, the world's just constantly going down. Like every year it's like the collective IQ's gotten a little bit dumber. And is it the prevalence of stuff getting pushed on people like freaking Kardashian type reality TV? Oh yeah, well, think think about this, man. If you um, let's say you were laid up at home, like you had to, you had you know surgery, and then you had to stay home. If you had to watch like network TV during the day, you know, and they with the, the fucking judge shows, the this shows, the uh, it's just it's. Mind numbing. It's just it's it's crazy. It's hard to watch. I don't even understand how people can watch it. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's why. Again, with that's why people really don't give a shit. They just want to. You know, everything's going to be on demand down the road. Yeah, I, I think even like the, the shows you want, like the Flash show and all that. It's all going to just be when you want to watch it. It's not going to be on Tuesday and at a certain time. It's uh, it'll be available, you know, starting whenever, and you watch it whenever you want to watch it. I mean, that's that's really the that's really the society that we're evolving to. You know, you can have it whenever you want it, right? That is what it seems like. Everything's going towards is that everybody wants they want what they want now, and yes. and as soon as companies figure out a way to do it and they step up and they fill that void, then all the other companies around them are going to fall by the wayside because more than anything, people want convenience. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. We want it. We want it. We want it yesterday. We want it now. We want it the lowest price. We, you know, all the things that you shouldn't be able to get, you know, like I always, you know, talk where it's, you see, I sell like, you know, major equipment for places and, you know, our stuff and I, I pride, our stuff is made in the U.S., which is pretty rare. Okay. And we, we even, we even on our, our electronics and things like that, we make our own circuit boards here, which is unheard of to, in today's day and age, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we have we have a dedicated service force also, which most companies don't have. So you know, and and our stuff is not the cheapest, but it it's the best. It lasts the longest and all that. And I, I tell people all the time, listen, you know, if if you want if you want the best the best quality product with the best service, usually it's not at the very lowest price. It's just the way it is. So you have to give if you want if you want to give up one of those things, you can. So if you want to you know, give up the service, you know, you can get, probably get a lower price, you know, those kind of things. Um, so, you know, that's, 
that's you know the business I'm in. That's that's how I kind of try and relate things to to people who are making an investment in our stuff. That's hey, you can buy the other guy's stuff that lasts five years. Ours is going to last you fifteen plus years. And here are all the people who have it that's over fifteen years old. You know, boom. <laughs> yeah, and that that was a decision that I felt like that was part of me growing up <laughs> was like stopping looking for the best deal and instead looking for something that has the best track record because it's like okay if i get you know whatever product for say three hundred dollars today when it's like i know the really good brand one is four or five hundred it's like in two years when i'm buying another three hundred dollar one you know how many times am i going to do that before i just buy the better one to begin with yeah. Well, hey, I made that uh, mistake. I uh, uh, for a little beater car that I drive around in for, that gets good gas mileage. Um, you know, I needed a, a, a front uh, wheel bearing on it, which like a General Motors one would have been 160 bucks. Uh, I could have got a high quality aftermarket one for a hundred. Like, oh, there's a two pack on Amazon for 29 bucks. You know. I know they're made in China and all that stuff. And I put it on myself and it's it's good for about seven months and then you gotta replace it again and oh, shit. I did that twice and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it only takes me I mean, it only takes me whatever, forty five minutes to do it, but it's fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, All right, I'm gonna spring for one that's a little higher quality. But but yeah, Amazon. That's the other part. Amazon's full of like knockoff cheap stuff. Yeah, they they need to do a better job policing that kind of stuff. Um, my wife actually, she just posted something today about you know essential oils. They're 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 fake like lavender oils. You know things like that that are that have like um, nasty stuff that would put in the air. It has zero has zero percent lavender. Has this fake agent in it, and it's uh, it's a like a carcinogen. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, somebody posted. So it's this dude. Hey man, they're fucking. I, I there was a story that like the you know the mafia. You think oh they're you know they're involved in. Uh, of course, I'm Italian, so but <laughs> you know like the mafia. You know involved in uh, you know trash service and all this other stuff. They're fu- they're fucking knocking off olive oil really like just yes like giving like like knockoff olive oil or like off yes brand? Like, like like low quality olive oil passing it off as a hundred percent you know virgin whatever italian um olive oil and i'm like what there was a fu- there was a fucking story about this on like 2020 or dateline and uh because 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 they can you know the uh, the profit margin they can make you know they can make it for two dollars and sell it as a premium for like fifty dollars is insane the profit margin wow like well yeah I'm sure the, you know yeah it no makes one, sense why they'd be doing it yeah hey the yeah, mafia is not dumb <laughs> you know <laughs> like wow man I we we can make a twenty thousand percent profit margin on something or whatever so. So yeah, so they they the story was about uh, whatever the big biggest name brand company in Italy was. Is they have, um, they have f- uh, people they employ who are actually testers, and they use hu- human testing. They 
can taste whether it's legit or not. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I'm like, wow, never, never would have thought the mafia, but. <laughs> it, and that's. Cool I mean, I, I don't think have somebody I don't think on they, staff that could, te- you know, yeah. just taste it and and know well, the I, difference. I don't think the Godfather would have resonated if it was about you know them in their olive oil empire. You know. Well, that wasn't that was a a plot point in uh, Godfather too. Was it? Yeah, because that was one of the businesses that uh, um, uh, Vito Corleone was in, and oh then we, when he went back to the old country to partner up, supposedly with with the the one guy, and they were showing him the uh, the can of uh, Vito Corleone's. Oh wow! And then he asked him, "What's his?" He goes, "What's your name?" He's like Corleone, and then he starts laughing. He's like, "You named yourself after the town." And then he tells him what his real name is. And remember when he was a kid. He had to r- escape the town because that that gangster, that mafia guy, had killed his dad, and he was gonna uh, kill him. And so, yeah, as soon as you started talking about mob and olive oil, it made me think Godfather too. <laughs> shit, it, it, it sounds like uh, it sounds like the story about my grandparents coming here. You know, where they had their my mom's mom, so my and then which is my grandmother. So my grandmother's parents came here in whatever 19 whatever but they made up the last name and it was the story i got from my grandfather when he was still alive was that um they were running from somebody in italy i'm like oh they running from the were they running from the mafia i don't know maybe (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that's cool because you know my valino is a made-up name there's no other valino that in our family and you know it was never that so it's kind of kind of interesting my mom has done a bunch of stuff on ancestry so uh, i've looked into that but stark is like a really hard name to try and research because stark is basically just like it's german for strength and so uh-huh. it's very similar to like the last name miller or smith in that you know if if you were really strong and you had you know a german ancestry you would just get the surname stark hmm. and so i i've traced it back as far as like uh, like in a, a direct line back to like kind of Pennsylvania Dutch, there was a lot of like Scottish German people that had come over and settled in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And but then you know like anecdotally looking on the internet, there's a a coat of arms you can find for Stark that's kind of cool, and it's a, a hand holding up a severed boar's head with blood dripping <laughs> out of the neck. It's pretty cool. And then there's a story saying that. It was a king of Scotland, I think, was out hunting, and a wild bull charged him. And one of his men, named John Muirhead, jumped in front of it, grabbed the bull by its horns, and flipped it over onto its side. And so then the king gave him a title and lands and gave him a new surname of Stark, since he was strong Hmm. enough to do that. And then the coat of arms says... um, uh, I can't remember what it was in Latin, but it translates to the the deeds of strength are stronger. Hmm. Oh, fortiorum fortia facta. <laughs> I always thought it'd make a cool tattoo, but it's like I don't even know if that's a real ancestor. <laughs> Would I be a total fraud getting you know, that tattooed? That that, 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 uh, that commercial that they run about ancestry DNA and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and the dude and the uh, you know the the dude's talking that he thought he was like 
all Irish and it came back that he's this, that, and everything. I'm like, well, that would fucking suck. <laughs> like, if I sent that in and they said, no, Joe, you're not 100% Italian. You're actually 30% Italian. You're this. I'm like, fuck me, man. I don't want to know that. <laughs> My whole life is a lie. Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> I've thought of looking up things like that, but as far as I know, I'm Scottish, German, and Irish. But uh, I mean, I'm an American mutt. That's as far as I. <laughs> that's just what I I'm, say. I'm, yeah, I'm a hundred percent Sicilian Italian. <laughs> so and, and, you know, and it's really cool that you can trace that back. Yeah, and and know that. But so when we move, when when we move to. Uh, a few houses ago, uh, which is now all built up, but it was, you know, kind of rural, but, you know, had some, some you know, s- suburban qualities to it. So uh, my uh, my mail was coming there before we'd moved in and, and the people next door were getting it um, for us um, on their own, mm-hmm. I think, or, or maybe there was being, I can't remember. But so long story short is after we became friends with them, they said, you know, you know, when when we first started getting your mail and you moved in, we were we were thought you guys were maybe witness protection program because we were wondering why like Italians were moving to you know <laughs> Stafford. I'm like, what? I'm like, that you got a way imagination to think that. I mean, we thought you like, were witness protection. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? It's fucking funny. It's, that I mean, is really funny. It would have been even better as if you could have found out that about found out about that like on the sly, and then you could yeah, have like oh. fucked with them. Oh my god! <laughs> I I never watched all of the Sopranos, but I did catch an episode once where Tony wrapped up like a brick in like a box and just went to his neighbor and was like, "You got to hold on to this for me." <laughs> it just cracked me up. <laughs> well, we had when we lived in Michigan again before kids. uh we had neighbors that uh, that that uh, fucked with my wife. Uh, I mean, they're friends of ours, but they, you know. So back then, it was like, like around Halloween. You know, Detroit had had Hell Night, where people would light buildings on fire and shit. Yeah. It, was, it was like the purge, you know. Yeah, yeah, the night before and Halloween, right? So you know, my wife was all paranoid about this, and then there was there was somebody at her work that she was. It was weirded out about or something. Anyway, um, so we get home. We were on a, uh, we had a second floor apartment and we get home and my wife looks out on the deck and there's a, it looks like a person that's been stabbed. Ugh. There's a knife and it looks like blood My um, on our like deck. And my wife, she fuck she screams oh my god and i look over there i'm like holy fuck oh my god you know and uh my wife's like call the police call the police and so i'm i'm getting on the phone and i'm i'm dialing 911 and and our our neighbors you know they're banging on the door they come in they're like what's going on they're like my wife's like fuck look at that and you know blah 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 and it's like joe's calling the police and they're like well hold hold it hold it hold it you know and they then they admitted that they had set that up you know to to freak her out (laughs) mission accomplished i'm like what what 
the fuck did you do? He's like, oh, the guy Pat. He's like, uh, he he climbed up onto our balcony from the outside, and and had this like scarecrow dummy stuffed and <laughs> knife in it and had ketchup and i'm like what you're f- that's fucking evil man it's really fucking dark and that's a lot of work to go through for a practical joke <laughs> <laughs> they're like hang up the phone don't call the police oh that scared the shit out of me though oh my oh. god yeah yeah that was, a, that was our fun fun two years in michigan yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, man! That's probably about as good a part as it point as any to wrap it up, if you want. Yeah, man, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. This is you talk about a stream of consciousness, man. I don't. If you try and get a, if you try and, uh, you know, create a uh, a uh, syllabus or a table of contents for this episode, you'd be all over the fucking place. Yeah, I know. I know. For the episode description, it's gonna be well. I talk with Joe Vitale. This is no longer the start cast for this episode. It's just the Joe cast. <laughs> I got, I got my, I got my dogs around me. Like, like we need to be up in the bed. You know, <laughs> they're fucking all, they're all sprawled out everywhere. This is, I'm taking them out of their, out of their normal uh, rhythm. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Oh, dude, this was this was awesome. I'm so glad we got to have a chance to talk one on one like this. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I've had yeah. a blast every time I've been on the supercast. Yeah, but, but yeah, this, this was really cool. I appreciate you taking the time out to do it, man. Yeah, man, that's a lot of fun. I do it again. I, you know, that's so one thing. The, the only thing that's that I've had to adjust of doing this kind of stuff is I'm Italian. I, I usually walk and talk and move my hands. <laughs> so, so being, you know, so being sitting at a desk is is uh, a new experience. But it's uh, it's a it's a lot of fun. And it, uh, like I said, I had a lot of fun doing the supercast with Jordan, and uh, and I, and I, like I said, I know he he loves doing this stuff and preparing the shows and everything. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool that um, you know that we can get to know each other, not meet each other, but get to know each other like this, and then one day you know maybe like with. Uh, PCL just did with uh, C2E2 where yeah he had, he had a great time man it's just heartwarming to see that oh yeah <laughs> I know that all those pictures looked like so much fun and oh yeah I I, I I'll have to get over my my uh, dislike of large crowds and 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 I don't know I was seeing all those pictures I was like too, I want to be there I was like that looks like so much fun. I'm that way too. I, I, it's, I'm getting as I get older. It's, you know, I don't like having a lot of people around my house. You know, besides some, you know, friends. But uh, yeah, going out is just I'm, 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 I know I'm gonna run into some, somebody who's just gonna piss me off for some reason, whether it's in a parking lot or. In traffic or, you know, in a store or whatever. It's just, I'm a magnet for that stuff. Yeah. Or maybe there's just more of them out there like we were talking. It's just, they've just expanded, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, no. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's like you get enough negative experiences with big crowds or or anything and like, it's, 
Ugh. It's just it's just so much easier to just stay at home. It's so much less people-y. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, there's certain people I want to hang out with. So it's like, okay. God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, you know, like I, you know, like two or three weeks ago, I had to, you know, I, like two times a year I have to travel for work and, and fly out to Midwest and, you know, just a, f- a whole fucking airport people and people on planes and people in the terminals and people who don't, you know, know how to go through the, the scanner and, you know, it's just, oh my God. <laughs> they're everywhere, man. They're everywhere and they keep breeding and, uh, and they're allowed to vote also. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, we, uh, we watch these shows where these people sell everything and they move to like fucking Costa Rica and shit and figure out life there and that sounds pretty damn good you know yeah. a different change of pace and you know i know you know you've talked about that before you know like i need to be fucking independently wealthy so i can just get the fuck out of here That's and do right. whatever the fuck i want <laughs> you know open up a little a little uh, beachside you know snack and and bar how how bad you know how how bad could your day be? No kidding, no kidding, man. Oh, if I were independently wealthy, I would go and find one of these Ar- Iowa farmers that's got a shitload of rock on their land that's just in their way, and be like, "Why don't you let me buy that off you?" And then I'm gonna build a nice little log cabin way out there. All my neighbors are gonna be far enough away; I won't even hear any of their barking dogs or anything. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. I'll just live down in a little holler, <laughs> like a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> And it would be great. But yeah, I, I guess I will going to have to figure something out to have good enough uh, signal to have internet because I think I'm ruined on the internet. I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, dude, it was really great. Really great having you on. And this is, uh, we're definitely going to have to do this again. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, right on. Um, uh, well, before I plug my stuff, you should probably plug Supercast. Oh, yeah. So anybody out there who's listening, um, if you look up the Supercast on, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that. And uh, we do a a weekly podcast and we go over, uh, you know, all the movie, uh, anything, you know, pop culture, geek related, uh, TV, movie news. We, We cover the CW show, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. And, uh, we do some. We do a rewind segment where I get my co-host Jordan, who's a lot younger than me, to watch movies he's never seen before, like a RoboCop and <laughs> The Rocketeer and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, things like that. And uh, and then we also we finish off every episode with uh, uh, talking about our what any any uh, you know statues or collectibles that we acquired uh, the previous week, and just talk about. Uh, uh, anything related to that. So definitely listen. We're on Facebook. I don't know what it is on Facebook, to be honest with you. It's just <laughs> Jordan usually is the one who's <laughs> Jordan is Jordan is usually the one who I says know, all this stuff. I'm putting you on the spot for it. It's fantastic. I think well, okay on Facebook. I'm looking at it now. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com/slash/SuperCastShow, and then I think on Twitter, it's at the SuperCast. I think that's it. <laughs> and then you can send us an email from our Facebook page. So Yeah, and 
and yeah, the Supercast. This is this is how I came to know you, came to know Jordan, and you know, just listening to your show, being stoked on listening to your show and emailing you guys and and yeah, man, Joe, you were, you were our number one fan. You were our, the the original <laughs> Supercast super fan. That's right. Wasn't I maybe like you guys' first email or something like that? I think so. Yeah, yeah I remember I emailed. What the hell was it about? I don't even remember what it was about anymore. I know at one time I emailed in and I was bitching about Barry Allen's suit in uh, Injustice League. Yeah. I don't remember the first so, email though. <laughs> so so when so when anybody out there listens to past episodes, they're like, why the hell is Joe bragging on Joe Stark? It's all in fun. Oh, it's, it's all in fun. It's all. <laughs> we, I, I had that before I go. Uh, like when I was dating my wife in college, my cousins and friends in college, that's all we do is just rag on each other. And they were doing that to my wife, who was an only child. And she one day she went like crying out. Uh, she you know out of the place. You know they're making fun of me. I'm like, no, you don't understand. If they didn't like you, they would not talk to you. Yeah. This means they like you. So it was very hard for an only child to kind of understand that dynamic. Yeah. No, I I love it. It cracks me up. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. So, yeah. So if you want to find Startcast on Facebook, it's just, uh, Startcast. Uh, you can send emails. Uh, there's an email button on there. You can message me through it. Uh, if you do want to send just a regular email, you're not on Facebook, you can get on startcastpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you want to find me on there. I'm at the tubby ninja. And I think that's all my social media. Oh, you can get on iTunes and leave me a review if you want. uh so uh anything else joe no just thanks for having me on i had a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun dude (laughs) Mm. uh until next time this has been startcast